Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 437. What, what? We're here early, and I don't just mean like at 9 o'clock. We're here <laughs> a full half hour early tonight uh, for a jam-packed, incredible show. There's a lot of announcements that happened over the last, well, just over the last four hours, it feels like, but in general, the last week since we have were jam-packed with our guests last week, this is the silly season, as they say. This is the season when everybody kind of starts announcing their moves and trades and re-signings and contract announcements, all that stuff, and we're here for it. We're here to, to talk to all the players, if we can, <laughs> and depending on what they'll tell us. <laughs> or if they want to talk or to us. Or if they even want to talk to us. We uh, don't know. <laughs> uh, we, we saw plenty of your calls go unanswered, and I was starting to feel bad. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In all seriousness, we do have a super busy show tonight. And, uh, well, again, just because uh, we had so much action to come at you, we decided to come in a little bit earlier so we didn't have to shift around everybody's schedule entirely. So I appreciate all the gracious patience and uh, graciousness from all of our guests tonight. And I think it seems like a pretty appropriate way to kick things off. We've got our world champion, James Conrad. He's joining us first. And James, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Terry. Thanks for having me on Smashbox tonight. Yeah, of course. Always. Uh, you're, as, as we say to a lot of our guests, you're always welcome here. You don't have to win worlds or sign a huge four-year extension. <laughs> you're always welcome just to come on and, and chat with us. <laughs> I mean, if you want to just come in and juggle for us, I mean, you'd entertain people for hours. It's uh, true. <laughs> we could maybe sell tickets to that even. So welcome in. Um, plenty of hype going around. This is that kind of, you know, that time of the season. We saw a lot of players announce that they're maybe leaving a manufacturer and then waiting for another week, another month, whatever it is, to say, hey, here's where I'm now going. Uh, they, they have some, you know, shifting to do. All of that, any any potential rumor of that was put to bed recently uh, on your, well, for the public's eye in terms of what you're doing. So tell us uh, what officially became the news yesterday. Yeah, MVP and I signed a four-year contract. Um, so I signed with them just, just about two years ago initially, and that was just a two-year deal. And obviously that, that went pretty well, I, I think, for me and for them. So I felt like it was somewhat of a no-brainer to, to stick it out and to continue working together with MVP. And I'm super excited for the opportunity. Well, if you signed a two-year deal and got a holy shot with a four-year deal, imagine what you're going to get. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, what, hopefully, what is, hopefully some more good stuff. <laughs> exactly. And I was just going to say, there's a lot of rumors, and maybe you can answer some of them or dispel some or back them up, but there's often rumors on the internet. I know that's crazy, but there's rumors about just <laughs> how successful uh the the make of the holy shot disc was and how many they sold and and what it meant for mvp as a company is there anything that you can that's that's very you know fair to sh- to share with the world in terms of either those numbers or the the overall impact that it had for for mvp yeah they um one thing I super appreciated that they did was they uh, released them on like a pre-order basis. So that that kind of didn't put like a cap on how many they could sell. And I thought that was super awesome of them um, because at the time, like I, I feel like all the manufacturers were pretty swamped and were pretty much anything they were putting out was selling. And so there, were, there was like limited, limited stock on hand for a special run or anything like that. And um, the way they did it on pre-order release um, it was able to pretty much meet the demand I feel for those discs. And I'm not sure if I'm at Liberty to say exactly how many they sold, but it was definitely a significant amount. And I, I was definitely thankful for that. And I feel like they, they were happy with it too. I'm sure. I'm sure they were uh, because at that point, like you said, discs were hard to get. They could have easily announced. We'll just make up a number 10,000 are going to be sold and that's it. And that would have driven a collector right. market insane. But instead what they did is they were, they made it more, equitable for everybody and allowed whoever wanted one or two or five, how many ever, or probably 50, like Terry probably ordered. I ordered over <laughs> 200. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So two, or if you wanted to order 200, um, by all means, then, then they allowed that, which I thought was phenomenal. I, I'm there with you. Yeah. I'll just say, I thought I saw some rumor about that. More of those were made uh, on that pre-order basis than all of their other discs for the, the, the year. And I, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but nonetheless, it was like you said, it was awesome for you. Awesome for MVP, wherever the rumors fall or whatever the numbers were, it sounds like, uh, you know, everybody's very happy with it, which is what matters. So uh, we, we've seen other people talk about their shifts and their moves, and you're clearly good friends with so many people in the community are as someone who moved from a major manufacturer in Innova a few years ago over to MVP, which by and large was not a common practice at that time. Do you ever get asked for advice or input or, you know, either semi-friendly or, or, uh, you know, in a professional or not so professional sense, do people talk to you about contract negotiations ever? I, I, I wouldn't say I, I'm too involved with that. I mean, if it's a close friend that's, that's thinking about making a switch, I, I'm happy to give them my thoughts on, on like why I switched and how it felt to switch or, or that sort of thing. Um, but I would not say I'm, I'm overly involved with uh, most, most anybody's um, negotiations. I think that, yeah, I'm, a, a lot of people I'm like pretty close friends with when I see them, but not a lot. I'm not like messaging back and forth or on the phone with a lot of people too often. So this time of the year, like I'd still consider all my friends on the road to be some of my closest friends in the world, but that doesn't mean I'm really talking to them on a daily basis during the off season. 
Yeah, you you certainly don't strike the I think anyone as the guy that's sitting around and gossiping about. Oh, did you see what what so and so's getting? And did, oh, but they're getting. Uh, you just you don't. Uh, I, I can understand you relax from all of that as you probably should. But I, I want to follow mm-hmm. that up and say one of your really good friends in Nate Perkins has has effectively been kind of acting on your behalf to some degree, right? Is he help with some negotiations and, and just kind of explain that process. We don't need details, but explain what that kind of means for you. Sure. Yeah. He's working with Schaefer sports agency, um, who I'm also working with. And so he's acting as an agent. Um, and basically that, that takes some of the difficulty off of me. I feel it can be hard to like sell yourself, (laughs) Um, as well as someone else can sell you. It, it could feel kind of uncomfortable to like have a conversation where you're telling someone that, no, I think this is how much money I'm worth. Um, that kind of thing is kind of difficult. And especially, yeah, especially uh, as some of those values start to get a little bit higher, like it's one thing um, if you're just, you know, asking for some discs or something, be like, yeah, I'm totally worth it to get some discs. But when you're starting to ask for actual salaries and, and things like that, that, um, it's definitely beneficial to have someone in your corner, someone that can kind of step up to bat for you and um, make make those points without putting me in an uncomfortable place. And so it definitely took took a lot off my plate. And I definitely think it was helpful to um, to my negotiations to have someone working with me and Nate Perkins. So the the four year contract extension with MVP. Um, how different is this contract than your previous two years? Is what is it a? I mean. If you want to give us numbers, you can. Most people at this point have, are, are not doing that these days. Um, but is it a significant improvement for you, you feel? Or is it similar to what your two-year was, just extended to another four years? Were you happy with what you were getting those previous two years? And you were like, cool, let's keep that up. Yeah, the I'd say that the base the base amount is, um, is pretty similar. It's a little better than my previous contract. Um, but we were able to negotiate for some higher royalty rates on on some of the discs, and so that that um, could definitely increase like the ceiling of what I, I have the potential to make quite a bit over the next four years, and that that could be huge for me. Awesome. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to your contract? Uh, you know, you just mentioned one one I think element of it, but what are some of the things that you probably had in there that are still in there that just really resonate and are important to you as a player and as a touring professional? Um, uh, yeah, I think that just like a clear set of like what is expected of both parties is, is super important. I mean, that's kind of the basis of a contract, but um, knowing, you know, what, what it is that a manufacturer expects of me um, is pretty crucial to me. And I'm, in my mind, I don't want that to be like too, too much beyond, you know, competing with their plastic. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not out on YouTube producing videos every week. Like that's not where my value is. I, I don't feel. And my value is in them being able to use my name and my image to sell their discs and me throwing their discs. And so as long as that's pretty clear, that that's super important to me. And then, uh, yeah, just, just, it's important also like, I have my James Conrad line of discs with MVP and that, that's been amazing for me. Like the Nomad and the Terra and the Zenith, those have been super great. And um, so a big point moving forward was what that Conrad line might look like 
moving forward and that and I was hoping that that could continue and that's something that we were able to agree on and I'm super excited about and is that something that will continue to develop into more or do you have to earn more discs or kind of explain what that means to to someone who might not be familiar with that Sure. Yeah, we're looking to at least add one more disc to my line each year for the next four years. So that should really fill out like the James Conrad lineup to, you know, eventually seven discs. And um, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. The opportunity to work with um, to work with MVP directly making discs that, that you know, will fit, fit what I'm looking for and hopefully be be popular discs. And um as you mentioned, having those clear expectations, uh, when when you look back at, well, let me uh, let me go here first. Is it very clear as to how many events? I mean, those that must get talked about. They they kind of expect blank amount of events. Maybe you do more, and that's on you, or maybe you do less, or whatever. But it would give us kind of like an idea of like a framework to you know. Do you do you tell them? Yeah, I I'm committing to at least 20 or 15 of, you know, certain level of events. Is that kind of how it goes? Is that where it starts? Yeah, it's kind of in that ballpark. Um, I've, I'm pretty, pretty committed to playing all the majors and, and most, if not all of the elite series, but I'm not really expected to play anything beyond those. You know, if I want to play some regional events or anything like that, then I'm sure they, I'm sure that's awesome, but they're not expecting me to play those type of events. So that that's something that is also really good for me. You know, it's, I don't want to be playing every single week. I want to be focusing on the events that that matter a little bit more and and um, having a little more time to prepare for those and and be ready for them when when the time comes. And then speaking of events, I we have to quickly or at least briefly reflect a little on this previous year for you. Uh, how do you look at 2022? If you had to give yourself, whether it's a grade or a uh, just an overall vibe or feel to it or analysis, whatever you want to call it, uh, how do you reflect back on 2022 for you as a player? I I felt like last year was a little bit of a slow and steady year for me. Uh, I felt like I I had quite a few really solid rounds and I made made quite a few lead cards, but it was pretty rare that I was really in the mix to to win events. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, I don't really feel like I was ever in danger of like miss, missing the cash line or anything like that. So maybe maybe one event I was in danger, but I had to step it up. So I was I was just kind of steady, but but not ex, um, not doing really anything exceptional most of the year. Not not exactly what I'm looking for, obviously, but it um, not a year to be ashamed of or anything like that either. Certainly not. Now I wonder: is there any less pressure? You know, of course, you're reigning champ from 2021 coming into the 2022 season. Everybody knows your name that much more. Everybody, you know, is is there and excited to see you. And I think that's going to all continue, of course, but maybe a little less pressure when you walk onto the course and, and people are expecting to see the current world champ. I mean, you're only one year removed from being world champ and you'll forever have that title, but is there any, you think there'll be any less pressure maybe this year for you? Yeah, I think that could be, there could be some truth to that. Um, 
it's hard to like quantify like where the pressure is coming from or, or whatever when you're out on the course you know it's um but yeah i definitely enjoyed like the the feeling of being the world champion stepping onto the course and i think there's definitely a chance that it added some pressure and um was something that was like maybe hard to like live up to last year but i'm looking forward to just kind of resetting and and hopefully coming out swinging in 2023 now with the year that you just had looking into uh, of course you got four years coming up on your contract is there anything in the last we'll say two or three months that you've really been hyper focused on or at least even thinking about about hey 2023 i need to do blank practice this, prepare this way, whatever. I don't care what it is. Is there anything that you feel like you're going to either have or are going to put more focus into in 2023 season? I'd say there's a couple. Um, I feel like I I could definitely spend a little a little more time on the putting green. My I don't I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but I feel like the putting kind of was lackluster last year and that's something that's a pretty pretty easy fix Mm -hmm. you know just just have to get comfortable with that release and and get it super dialed in can shave a lot of strokes that way and then i'm i I feel like sometimes a lot of my mistakes come on somewhat stock shots like on a 400 foot hyzer shot um i'm like pulling it wide hitting it too flat something like that so um, just just buckling down, getting some more field work in, getting some of the routine shots to where they're super routine and that I'm not making unforced errors on um, shots that, you know, should be simple. Yeah, just looking at your stats here on on UDISC, um, we, we can see that your your C1X putting is 85%. It's 37th in the uh, in the field. Obviously, there's room a little room for improvement there. Um, your circle two, actually, which you've always been known as a pretty good circle two putter uh 26% 47th in the field and the one that surprised me a little bit is scramble you're you're 92nd in the field there so i don't know if that is uh not if maybe you didn't have give yourself those opportunities i know sometimes the stats can be a little tricky but uh they can always be read mm-hmm. different ways but that's that's kind of what what i'm seeing as you know when you mentioned putting and and your your, your quote unquote worst stat is scramble so okay that's yeah that's <laughs> Something to keep an eye on. Go hang out Something in the Austin. Go hang out in the Austin woods and just throw out of the woods different ways. <laughs> and there's or go always slick rollers. That's yeah, right. That's right. Exactly. I mean, there's always a good way to you know to to work on your scramble percentage, and that's to have less scramble. Have do, less right? scrambles. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that you know comes as a result of your of your you know routine stock you know stock shots. Uh, they all correlate one way or another. You know, you can't can't lead every category, but some definitely. Um, matter to the other um uh, 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 go ahead i was gonna say it's almost the opposite like i feel like if you have if you have a lot of chances to scramble you can get your scramble stat up like if you but if you're only off the fairway a few times and you miss one of them then all of a sudden you're at like 40 percent scramble rate and it, <laughs> so stats can be tricky like that they that's, they that's can right. be exactly that inverse some <laughs> inverse relationship or some other phrase i'll throw out uh looking back <laughs> it's if we're in reflection mode for a moment looking back into at 2022 what would you say is your your, one of your favorite, what's a memory that puts a smile on your face that maybe wasn't on the course, 
and uh, but was still somewhat within the mix of touring and traveling and disc golf. Uh, what jumps out at you when you think back to 2022 memories? <clears throat> um, I'd honestly say say one of them. It, it was kind of on the course, but uh, competing with Gannon out at the Masters Cup, we kind of had a, a battle the final round. He ended up um, getting me by a stroke or two, and I, I think that kind of was like an icebreaker for him somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his first win on tour, and then he obviously went on to have a super strong second half of the season, but um, Gannon's a good kid, and it, it was cool to battle with him and then to see him have so much success later in the year. That that was a, a lot of fun for me. Yeah, uh, makes sense, and um Right now, you know, you mentioned Gannon, one of our young superstars. We've got so many up and comers as the sport just keeps getting younger and younger. Gannon joins, you know, in that very elite club you're also in uh, of being a U.S. champion. Um, you know, you've been playing disc golf longer than a lot of our other players, you know, with the PDGA number in the 17,000s. What do you think about where we are as a sport? And I know that's a really big question, but just kind of generally speaking, have we arrived? Are we there yet? Yeah, I think it's it's amazing to see where we are. Um, I, I can't say I ever would have guessed that we would have, you know, at this time we, we would have players with with million-dollar contracts like Paul and Rick and, and such, and that, you know, that there'd be this many people able to make a living um, playing disc golf. And so it's amazing how much it's grown. I feel like one of the directions it's grown is that we've really gone towards, like, the – the golf course layouts and stuff like that. And it's hard to avoid because they're so easy for, um, for spectators to, mm-hmm. to actually see what's going on. But um, I'm hoping we hold on to like the, the disc golf that I grew up with, you know, which is like tough, like wooded golf and things like that. So I'm hoping we can keep to keep maintaining that balance somewhat where there's um, room for plenty of spectators and room for it to be a spectator sport. But there's also some of the, the heart of disc golf remains and it's not just like a ball golf 2.0. Yeah. And dare I ask which, which venue I was going to say, cause we can't play every event at Maple Hill, uh, which I think you wouldn't argue with. Most people wouldn't argue with, but even Maple Hill has its limitations due to just overall crowds. So what venue, and it may or may not be your favorite course, but what venue do you feel like kind of has the best balance right now of of spectatorship but also the challenge that the course provides is there one that you feel kind of leads the path or leads the the way Mm. i think that that's kind of tough i i think that i think that green mountain does a an awesome job where we have fox run that is super spectator friendly and pretty open. And then there's also Brewster, which is obviously not as ideal for the spectators, but um, having, yeah, having two courses, I don't feel like is terrible. Um, I'm not sure. I say, I thought the Portland course last year did kind of an an okay job with that. Wasn't that. um, The redesign seemed to be really well received. Is that, is that a fair. It seemed like there was a lot more shot shaping and room for people. Totally. Yeah. I think it was called Glendevere and that mm-hmm. was, that was an amazing property. It was, it was a really fun layout and yeah, some of the, those trees and just like the property were just magical, like just monstrous trees out on the course. And I, I feel like that, 
that definitely adds something. Yeah, I feel like um, that's going to continue to be a uh, an interesting intersection for us in disc golf. Like you just said, you, we want the spectators, we want a great experience for them, but we we want to see players challenge with some technicality and you know, kind of the origins of our sport and. I don't know, whatever properties hopefully will, you know, somehow mesh the two of those as best as they can, because we want to grow it for all the right reasons. But we, you know, we we want our golfers to be challenged, you know, in in these ways, too. And I think the bigger that we get, the more popular we get, the more access we'll have to better land as well, that we can hit that those nice courses, because for years we've been we've we've I want to say, quote unquote, stuck with like kind of second tier golf courses like as a golf course. So it might not be the the prettiest course because the best courses, as we know, are going to be, yeah, they're not going under currently. They're not going under and they're not going to, and they're not <laughs> as likely to allow us on there, but the bigger as a sport we get, the more revenue we can bring into these places, the more likely these really nice, beautiful courses are going to allow us onto their land. So I'm hoping the next five to 10 years, we're going to see some of that where we're going to get more things like, uh, Glendevere. And, uh, I mean, I think the Stockton course was, 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 decent enough trending in that it was way trending right. in that direction as well so we can only cross our fingers and hope <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of uh, of courses and areas you uh, we see a lot of players settling down in various parts of the country of course most of them are going to warmer clients uh, climates overall uh, sounds like you're in texas uh, well, how, how did you pick uh, where you were going to uh, to hunker down for the off season so to speak yeah, we, uh, we're staying down in Austin, Texas. We've been here maybe a month, month and a half already. And um, we picked it partly because of the weather. Um, I've always enjoyed the time I've spent in Austin. Um, there's tons of good live music. There's like the Barton Springs area is super amazing. You can go swimming in like 68 degree water every day of the year. And there's one of the main reasons, though, is we got in contact with a a company called Chewy Design Co. And they're building out our bus for us. So Jordan and I bought a shuttle bus. It's like a F650 cab um, with a big old box on the back. It's like a 25 foot by eight foot like living area basically. And it felt a little out of the scope for uh, me to, to do myself in the limited time window we have. So we were able to find a, a a company that was able to work on the build for us and they're located just outside of Austin. So they're well underway on that build and super looking forward to um, having a bigger rig this year, having a little bit more comfortable space on the road. That's amazing. Yeah. You've, you've been in that van for a few years now. And so to, to get a, uh, an upgrade in living space, I can't wait to get to a tour of it at some point. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to buy tickets. Yeah. I mean, the a whole bus. I mean, the whole thing. I, I think about um, <laughs> people keep asking if you if you miss Greeny, but I was going to say, uh, do you what did, what did you do with the van? Does that is that you did you get to keep that and hold on to that as a backup or pass it down to uh, another player? Or, or yeah, or is that or is that just get sold within the disc golf community? What happens? We we're holding on to the van. Um, we're actually still kind of kind of living out of it and driving it around town while the bus is getting worked on. And the, yeah, we're not quite, quite exactly sure where we're going to keep it and things like that. But I think it'll be nice to have the option for like Jordan to be in the van for a couple of weeks while I'm um, on a certain stretch of tour that she's not super interested in, in joining for and just having, having two options 
uh, maybe like take the van up to to Vermont and Maple Hill or or you know certain trips it might be better to have one over the other and so I think we're going to have both yeah, a lot more economical, uh, you know, possibly on certain legs uh, throughout the country, which would make mm-hmm. sense. All right, I've got two main two main questions that remain before we'll cut you loose. Uh, one is uh, last last year, even the year before, I think, is when we started seeing a little bit of the uh, James Conrad merchandise uh, and website. If I recall, are we going to see more of that? Is that something you know people are obviously asking for that? You know, they want to go out and support you. They want to uh, so, uh, get your gear and such. What's what's kind? Of, where are you at with that? What's the game plan, and uh, what can people expect? Yeah, thanks for asking. We um we still have some available it's on jamesconraddiscgolf.com i haven't done too much of an update update there in in a little while but definitely something i I want to work on throughout the the next year and um yeah thanks for everyone that's already bought some james conrad gear definitely appreciate it awesome good so uh there'll be more uh and you're going to continue to develop that that's the overall plan i assume uh and then the other question Uh, it's on a tangent, certainly, uh, for you, but this last week we saw Simon Lazat was, uh, has left disc mania and among the million rumors that are out there, it feels like the loudest of where he may land is MVP. So, uh, just spill the beans. Do do you know what's (laughs) happening? I don't know what's happening. Like I said, I was I kind of try to stay out of these things. And <laughs> nice try, Terry. Um, yeah, I figured I figured you'd try. I figured it would have been a little earlier in the in the episode, but no, 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 no. I mean, it, you, you you're what counts, and uh, we're we're so happy to to see and hear of all your successes. To also know that you're going to be feeling secure about that at least the next four years. I it could well go uh, beyond that, but to to hear that you're locked in for four years, uh, to to see what's happened not only with your worlds in the shop, but um, to continue, I think, to make so many people at MVP and the rest of the disc golf community uh, happy to see you throwing the plastic and to embracing it and the community and the way in which you have. Uh, I know that's going to make a lot of people happy. So, uh, James, do you have anything else you want to share before we cut you uh, loose here tonight? Um, I think that's it. Thanks for having me on, Terry. Good to see you guys. Yeah, good yeah. to see you too. Appreciate it, James. Looking forward to enjoy your time there in Texas, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you as we kick off the season here in uh, just a matter of weeks. Take care, James. All right. Bye. Good night. All right, our 2021 world champion, James Conrad. The funniest part about that is, even though, like I said, I I know that seems to be one of the loudest rumors being Simon to MVP, uh, uh, among many. James may really not know whether he's going or not. He may not even be playing... you know, coy with us, uh, being coy with us. He he may genuinely not know. I don't think he really concerns himself that much with, with like what a lot of other golfers are doing in general until the season starts. He seems like the kind of guy that's like, cool, season's over. I'll see you guys in, you know, four months. I'm going to go chill in Austin, go check out some live music, and then uh, not really need to know. He, he's got his things taken care of. Yeah, so uh, exactly that. We wish him the best, and and I know uh, in having a brief conversation uh, a little bit earlier today, I know Nate Perkins, as he said, 
uh, helping go to bat, act as an agent on his behalf. Also, uh, Blake over there at Schaefer Sports. Um, and just as he said, there is that great uh, intermediary now, that buffer, that person that is acting on your best uh, for your best interests and trying to get you the best possible deal, which makes sense because uh, some people are much better at arguing on their own behalf and or being it's, demanding or or just uh, trying to set an expectation. And it can be really awkward advocating so. for yourself, telling people uh, we live in a culture where a lot of times it's difficult to tell somebody how great you are. Here's what I can do. Here's how awesome I am. You know, I'm going to I'm going to bring you this much money and I deserve this. That that can be very as much as we should be able to do that as a culture. It is awkward. And so to have somebody do that for you is a relief. And then someone to yell at when they don't get the best deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you always have you always have someone. Uh and speaking of 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 near agents, I'm I'm going to send uh directly Hannah Macbeth, a uh, a shout out and a thanks. Uh, it was in talking to her last night. She had some ideas in terms of uh, what we were maybe going to expect to see today, and uh, so I really appreciate Hannah reaching out. And I'm coordinating with her at the moment, actually, uh, to see what we're going to do about getting our next set of guests on the show here. Uh, in in we- the meantime, I just sent her that. In the meantime. Let's let's talk about uh, what almost broke. Well, it, it did. It, it got into the YouTube algorithms and literally was a trending video mm-hmm. on YouTube in Simon Lazat and the his announcement um, of about leaving, leaving Dismania. How wild! I mean, it. it how I, many how many bets did you win? Did you win any bets? Zero uh, bets as far as, as the number in terms of, views? of people's. No, no, no. Oh. In terms of people saying, "Oh, he's not leaving. He's not going oh, anywhere." No, I, I, I I was very convinced that he was leaving. I I think a lot of people were. There was just too much smoke for there not to be some sort of fire. Um, you know, th- there's obviously talk of having um of where he's going, whether it's MVP, whether it was you know uh, there were rumors of a Michigan company which could be Discraft. I mean, there's there were all sorts of things. And today, actually, Discraft announced their elite team. They had a mm-hmm. big they had big announcement. We can talk about that in a little while. Um, but just in general, I mean, it's awesome for Simon. It last time I saw that thing had like two hundred fifty thousand views. I don't know where it stands. Oh, I'm, yeah, I was gonna where, say I feel like that's that's even possibly old. The, I think I yeah that, I last saw it a day or two ago at at two hundred sixty seven thousand. Okay, so, so yeah, that regardless, was, <laughs> there's there's but, a lot. But it just goes to show that you know there is a lot of interest in Simon. The fact that he is, you know, he it, it was a simple, sincere goodbye message to Discmania, which he's been with for over ten years, mm-hmm. and. It got how many, Terry? Two hundred seventy-six thousand. Two seventy-six thousand views. Let's play it. Then maybe we'll get more views on our. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just play the whole thing straight through for ten uh, minutes. Uh, so we'll talk a, a little bit more about it later. We'll probably have some more after-show fodder. But he's going to come uh, on and announce his new sponsor tonight, right? Yes, with us. Yeah, stay he, tuned. He better in he the better. after after show. Yeah, we're, we're going to have everybody talking about their new deals, and uh, Simon better be one of them. Um, but yes, we'll discuss that uh, at greater Lawrence night. Yes, Darts night gets us. It does. It does. And and no, I don't. I'm, I'm just going to put this. Well, I don't think anybody's getting any companies. All right. And I know that's the super most popular phrasing on the planet. I tweeted about it. I, 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 Wait, it's what? not it, someone had just had asked if there's any chance Simon, wherever he's going, of maybe thought space is getting 30 or 40 percent of the company. No, I've said this. We said this a couple weeks ago. Stop. Everybody stop. <laughs> yes. No player 
is getting a portion of any company unless they start it. Now, if, if Simon starts a sub Simon company and it works, you know, he's suddenly his own sponsor, so to speak, and he's working with another company, that's a whole different thing. No player, zero players, not even Paul Macbeth is getting a cut of one of the larger manufacturing companies ever. Not as long as we're doing this podcast, probably. Uh Uh-oh. Again, larger manufacturers. Not a sub-manufacturer. That's another argument for another day. So, (laughs) speaking of, uh, I don't know, big contracts, long drives, we're going to now welcome to the show none other than Holland Hanley. Hello. Are we going in? We are. Yeah, we're here. Hi, Holland. Okay. Okay, We're live. F it. We'll go live. No, easy, you're easy all in. You're, you're going to blow out the mics. Come on. Uh, hi, Holland. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Terry. How are you? Uh, we are good here. And as we just talked to James Conrad, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you to, yeah, to Hannah for, for helping coordinate and orchestrate. But today uh, we see the Discraft Elite Tour team announced. And, uh, well, we see you on Team Discraft. Give us, give yeah. us a scoop. What's going on? I'm on, I'm on Team Discraft. Well, actually, we're all, the whole team's actually in Paul's house right now. This is uh, Paul and Hannah's office. So they're all downstairs playing Mario Golf. But um, they did this cool thing where they just, like, bought a, they rented out an Airbnb for a couple of weeks. They flew us all out here. And so we've just been, like, getting to know each other and, like, becoming friends and filming content together, playing practice rounds and stuff. And so, yeah, it's been it's been a good time. Wow. And uh, just that, we saw a video drop today. Uh, There was Mm -hmm. a couple of promotions, I feel like, uh, and then a couple of the new additions. I think we're going to talk to one of them uh, also after we speak with you and and Anthony Mm -hmm. Barella. But, uh, you know, we saw you come onto the scene just a couple of years ago and you you all but lied to us right here on the show and said, I'm not quitting my job. I'm not going on the tour. That's crazy. There's just not enough stability. You know, I'm just not there yet. And then two weeks later, you're like, you know, out competing at tour events, which we love. To be fair, I wasn't lying when I told you that. I literally didn't decide that until about two weeks later. All good. All good. And, and it, you know, if it was a lie, it was a lie for the better. Cause now we see you out there on tour. Uh, Talk about, you know, you had a couple years, obviously, at Dynamic, and we're seeing that Discraft has made some pretty aggressive moves. Um, what, what what jumps out at you as, as looking for a switch and, and getting new plastic? Um, yeah, so like you said, I had a pretty good year this year, so I was kind of in a really cool position where I could kind of go anywhere because um, a lot of companies kind of saw the upside I have. Like, I've had this pretty good upward trajectory. Um, and I have a pretty high ceiling. Um, and so I actually started working with an agent this year, um, Schaefer Sports Management. Um, they work with a lot of the Discraft players. But, um, you know, I sat down with him around throw pink time. Um, and we kind of talked about, like, you know, beyond just, like, what do I think I'm worth? But, like, what are my values? Like, what what kind of people do I want to work with? You know, what kind of way do I want to brand myself? Um, and, you know, we kind of settled on like, I really want to be a player first. You know, I want my primary goal and my primary job to be winning tournaments. Um, Cause I think I'm at that level where I could do that. And then, you know, kind of secondary to that you know, with the media side of things, I want to be able to create value for the people who are supporting me. So, you know, my fans, my followers, I'm doing like the pro tip Tuesdays and the, and all that stuff. That's all because I want to, you know, give back to them and create value for them. But that is my secondary 
kind of goal. So when those two things, they're generally aligned with one another, but when those two things kind of conflict, I want to be able to choose what's best for me as a competitor. And I want all of my sponsors to be fully on board with that. Um, and I really felt like Discraft kind of values the same things that I do. And so it was a very easy to kind of see myself on that team. Um, and then, of course, after having a good year, they were interested in me. So, you know, we reached out to them. We reached out to other companies as well. And, you know, in addition to th- like our kind of goals being aligned, they also gave me just a way better offer. Um, so it was kind of just all things were kind of pointing to Discraft. And it really was a very easy decision uh, to make. And so you're on the... The, the highest Discraft elite team this year. You you are yeah. one of the one of the top dogs. You're going to get yourself a a, a, a special tour series disc this year. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's going to be? Yeah. A lot of speculation. What have they decided? Yeah, we're not sure. We've been kind of tossing around, you know, what molds um, that I'm liking. And obviously, my bag is still kind of changing, especially a lot this week with the yeah. whole team here and everyone kind of making suggestions and, and letting me try you know, stuff that's from different runs, stuff that they've worked in. So I'm not 100% sure. I've got a couple molds that, like, I think I'm going to be throwing all year that I'd be pretty happy with, um, but nothing's really decided. So real early, I mean, this is really interesting. What have you gravitated towards? What discs have did you pick up and go, wow, I love this one right away? And why do you love the Marauder? The Marauder? <laughs> Terry, she's going to say MR, she's, she's gonna say MRX. <laughs> I'm just saying they're popular molds or the Vortex, maybe. The MRX, the X-Clone? Are you, have you Typhoon? Thrown, have you thrown an X-Clone? Get yourself a... T- oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> and don't, don't, we're, we're so don't let them like, talk you into an impact. You, you, want a, you want a Stratus. You want a Stratus is what you want. Oh, my God. You're literally naming molds I've never heard of. <laughs> That's so. because they stopped making them because we're so old. Yeah. And so... Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. You're with some newfangled plastic. What, what, have, you, what have you gone after? What, have, what are you seemingly liking right now? Um... Yeah, I mean, on the you know the high speed side, I'm finding myself really liking uh, nukes. Um, they do seem to go further. I don't know if that's a little bit some like improvement on my end or if they just go further. But um, I'm really liking the ESP nukes. I'm loving the forces, especially for forehand. Um, and then for fairways, I'm really gravitating toward like the vulture. Um, I feel like I've got some really overstable ones and I'm starting to beat some into like straighter. So I feel like I could see myself throwing just a bunch of vultures. Um, and then for like kind of the straighter stuff, I'm still deciding, you know, if I want to go undertaker, if I want to go passion, um, they're pretty similar. I don't know if I'll end up bagging both. Um, really like the buzz, really like the buzz SS and that zone, obviously. Um, I'm still like playing around with like four different plastics of zones, but, um, really liking that and then for putter i'm going to be going uh challenger ss mm. and then yeah. everything else we're still still kind of figuring out still playing around with some different molds different plastics um trying to figure out what's like really good for me so. uh, along those lines and that, that's great insight we'll be excited to see you know what you start with and then what you ultimately go with and then if that transitions throughout the year or not as you continue to learn and try out things but um one of the other components to switching sponsors uh, or primary disc sponsors may or may not impact other 
uh, relationships with online retailers, with bag sponsors, so on and so forth. Where where do you fall? You know, you you've been aligned, of course, with OTB and some others. Where where do some of those sponsorships? You know, do you have to end or let go of some of those, or will some of those maintain? Yeah. So with my kind of other sponsorships, you know, going back to that, really thinking hard about like what my values are and what I want for my career. I'm looking for the kind of sponsors who are willing to just kind of jump on board for my vision of what I want to do. So like that they want me to be a competitor first. Um, and then they're like, we want to give you the support and we just want you to use our stuff. Right. And so um, for like a bag sponsor, I've gone with Squatch because I think they're like, they were right away uh, on the same page, willing to support me um, financially. And they don't want me standing in front of a camera being like, hey, this bag's great. They just want me to use it, you know, let mm -hmm. um, my kind of actions and the way that, um, you know, I, I do my social media and stuff like that to kind of speak for itself. As opposed to, you know, some sponsorships, they feel a little bit more like salesman jobs, mm -hmm. you know, where they want you like pushing product really hard and, and that sort of thing. And so... I'm trying to avoid that at all costs um, and kind of, yeah, find people who are kind of similar to that, that Squatch sponsorship. So um, they're not all figured out yet. Um, although it does look like I may not be going back to OTB, um, unfortunately, as much as I, I love them. Um, we're in the works with a different retail sponsor that hasn't been like signed on or anything. So I can't give away too many details there, but yeah, you um, can. No, that's a yeah, really, good, yeah, that's a really good <laughs> subtle way to raise yeah. the other person's offer. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, Terry, I was thinking well, about going to another high. podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, uh, I'll trade you. Can I trade him for someone at OTB? I mean, we'll keep everybody in the mix. They have a lot of podcasts. Yeah, so I'll trade you. They do have a lot of podcasts. They got a lot of players, too. Yeah, yeah they, they got a lot of good players. <laughs> uh, okay, and, and again, I know, you know, yourself and then, you know, as we were just talking about Simon before you came on. Uh, some of these decisions are very difficult to make. You've made great friendships. You've had great friendships, uh, made inroads and and had these opportunities. Um, do you have any advice for someone, someone that is contemplating, uh, you know, maybe a big transition or jumping on board with someone for the first time? Is there any advice or or things, words of wisdom that you've kind of that have resonated with you as you're making these, you know, uh, career defining decisions? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I've got good relationships with, you know, the people at Dynamic Discs, people at OTB, like good friendships. And really, at the end of the day, they because we're friends, they just want what's best for me. And if that means I'm not with them anymore, their understanding of that, like these have all been amicable, you know, separating uh, our business relationships and we're still friends. Um, so I think there's, there's that, like if they're truly your friend outside of business, they're going to want what's best for you. Um, and that's certainly what I've experienced. Cause yeah, at the end of the day, this is, your, this is my livelihood. I have to do what I think makes sense uh, financially and also just what makes sense for like what I want to be doing with my career. Um, so I guess my advice would be just like get your get what you want figured out and then go from there. Because if you're sitting there kind of wondering like, well, do I want to be more of like, do I want to lean more into the influencer side of things and the business side of things? Do I want to focus more on the player side of things? Like I think you have to know what your values are and start from there, and then everything else is a lot easier. Was it was it announced how long your contract is with Discraft? Did 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 they say one year, two year, four year, or uh, it's one year. 
It's a one-year deal. It's worth okay. 39 years. <laughs> I don't know. Like, to lock you in. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be smart be for in them. in my 70s or something. Yeah, yeah. 60s. Uh, whatever. 60s or 70s, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, how, how does that conversation go? Of course, new to the team, but um, is that something that's... Uh, where does that suggestion come from? Is that something you you feel like is best for you or uh, Schaefer Sports or Discraft? How does that come about when you settle in on a uh, a term? Yeah, I mean, this is something Schaefer and I talked about like from the get-go of like what kind of duration I'm looking for. And I was really looking for one year because I still think um, – with the way like my my like improvement is is going, I think I will be more valuable at the end of this next season than I was at the end of the 2022 season. So I think because that's kind of what you have to play is like, do you think you'll be like more valuable at the end of your contract or, or less? And I think I will be more valuable. So I want to renegotiate going into 2024. Um, yeah, I mean, you're essentially I, placing a bet on yourself that you're, you're like much. you said, going to be more valuable. Uh, and yeah, you and I have options. Yeah, exactly. And I think like there, I know there are players this year who signed a two-year deal, like last year, who kind of wish they had signed a one-year deal because they popped off and had a good year, but they can't. It's a little harder to renegotiate because really the company doesn't have to. Yeah. Renegotiate. So. Yeah, and I'll I'll follow that up and then ask, you know, and, and you're maybe the wrong person to ask in this mm-hmm. juncture, but it kind of feels like contracts almost don't matter to some degree too. Right. Um, That's what it sort of feels like in a high level right now. People are moving and going. But I think that we I think any good here. Here's my opinion about any multi-year contract. It needs to have an out for both the player and the mm -hmm. manufacturer. You know, whether that's a buyout, which I know there are rumors that there was a player who a couple players that bought out their contracts this year to get out of a contract early. Um, I, I think that needs to be established for any multi-year agreement because in the past we have seen players just walk away from contracts. And I think manufacturers are getting more aggressive with with the with that type of uh, enforcement. How would you foresee a multi-year agreement for you? Do you would you see a buyout option or do you think that you are in a, a you feel play pretend you're you resign with Discraft next year for two to three years? Mm-hmm. Comfy? Just you, 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 you love them and we're good to go or always have something in the back of your head. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say cause I haven't been in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think one, I would want to have some kind something in there. That's like, if I, you know, reach certain milestones, maybe with my play, like, uh, if, you know, if I were to do it this year, I would have something like if I win a major I want to have such and so like, we're going to renegotiate right or something like that. Um, the only other way I could see myself leaving a contract early and I would want to have an out, you know, just in case um, is if like they weren't holding up their end sure. or um, if suddenly like those values didn't align anymore and they were asking something of me that wasn't, that isn't in like my plan for myself. Right. So if like Discraft was suddenly like, we want you to be posting every single day, you know, and for real screw playing and like whatever. We want you to just like I wouldn't like that, you know. <laughs> but they're not going to do that because like we've, like I said, we have an understanding of what my goals are and what their goals are, and we're like pretty aligned in that. 
Well, and speaking of the posting, somebody had asked it earlier, and of course, you you referenced you know your tips on uh, Tuesday tips. What what is it about sharing knowledge or information for you that uh, that trans because it translates well, and everybody loves it, and you're you're often praised uh, for the way that you're going about it. So, uh, what is it about teaching people? Uh, does it just feel natural, or is it uh, is it help you learn better? What what is it about teaching people? Yeah, so I'm not so far removed from being a new player myself. Um, but part of, you know, when I first started playing, I never had aspirations to be a professional or to do this as my job. Like you said it earlier, you made fun of me for lying to you about going on tour. But like really up until that month, you know, this was a hobby for me. And so the pursuit of improvement, I've always loved it as an end of like, or what it is without like the competitive part to it. And so like the satisfaction that I get when I figure something out, I get that same satisfaction when I help someone else figure something out. And, you know, I haven't had as much time this off season for coaching at least one-on-one because I've been focused on my own stuff mm-hmm. and namely learning a new bag. Um, but being able to like see someone else, you know, when it clicks for them, I get that same satisfaction as though it's like clicking for me. It's almost like a vicarious kind of thing. And you're, you're posting these Tuesday's tips to your Instagram. Is that right? Um, yes. To my Instagram. Then, any, any thoughts on yeah. pushing them also to YouTube or I know there's a different platforms, yeah. and different monetization and stuff like that. Yeah. I've played around with the idea of like a YouTube, but I mean, I'm not necessarily doing it because I want to make money from content creation. It was kind of like, I knew I needed to do something with my social media because like i you know i don't care what kind of deal you have even discraft cares about what you're doing with your social media um and so that's very important but i was like i want to do it my way i want to do the kind of content that i think is fun and interesting to make um (laughs) yeah you can sneak up Wow. Oh, jeez. We even got Bob there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ezra. What's and up, Gossip. everyone? They were all here. Yeah. yeah. Happy, happy New Year, everyone. Hi, guys. Corey. Oh, fantastic. We're going to line up the Missy, lawn. get off. We had you on last week, Missy. Yeah, get out of here. See, I told you they're all here. Yeah. yeah. We're going to line up the longest Smashbox ever if we've got to talk yeah, to everyone. Just get them in line and we'll talk about I each of their contracts. Should. I think 24-hour Smashbox. Yeah. Well, we'll keep oh. bringing them in. If they, whoever we need to talk to, uh, we're all about it. So uh, it's whoever loses at Mario Golf has to come in <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly. play and do the in. next interview. I think it's whoever wins at Mario Golf. What are you talking about? There you go. There you well, go. They, they'd, all lose, some credit. they'd all lose to me, so it's okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Johnny, Johnny might not beat you guys on the course, but... Mario Golf. He's Mario Kart Mario for Kart, sure. Sorry. Golf is he's got, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh so uh you know, we kinda asked the same of James, but uh and you you kinda touched on how you, you know, would essentially grade yourself for twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three, is there anything out of the ordinary? Is there anything that um you know you're gonna take a lesson of in the last two years and learn from that you're really feeling like, yeah, twenty twenty three is here's where I can apply blank. Is anything jump out at you? I mean, I think the way, like from a playing perspective, the way that I'm going to attack, especially the early season courses is going to be very different. I feel like my game at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year was drastically different. Um, and I can tell even just going back to like DFW area and playing courses that I haven't played in a year, 
I'm looking at the same lines, but I see them differently now versus a year ago. So I think my game plans may look a little different. Um, I'll definitely be using the sidearm a lot more on these earlier courses because the, the distance has just increased so much and I'm more confident with it, especially in the wind. Um, but a lot of the changes I think are going to be more on like the logistical side of things. So like, uh, getting campgrounds earlier, like knowing the better places to stay and like knowing which parts of the country are like super trailer friendly and which ones where I need to just stay on the interstate (laughs) (laughs) and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Cause like traveling across the country, every different, every region's got their own little quirks. Like the Midwest is real easy when you have a trailer, but New York is really hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So yeah, learning that stuff. And then I think I'm going to be a lot more comfortable this year. Um, so I'm going to have Tyler, my boyfriend on tour with me the whole year. He jumped on tour right before worlds. And that was, I mean, we saw it happen at worlds. It was pretty, it was pretty good. (laughs) I I think having my support, I think having my support person is going to make a huge difference. And then also we bought a big fifth wheel. So now instead of being, we're not in the little 21 foot camper anymore. We're in this big fifth wheel. That's got, Every amenity we could want. It's got a king bed, full bathroom, big kitchen. It's got a living room. He's got his whole like desk and like gaming setup in there. We've even got a pull-out couch in case it's too hot for a van lifer to sleep in their van. Like we got everything set up. So I just heard my invite. Yes, (laughs) easy, easy there, Terry. So, so is he? Terry Miller's moving in. (laughs) Yeah, he's full time on tour now. So he is he going to be? Um, helping like do remote work, or? remote work, or, or is he going to be just working with you on Discraft stuff or, or like management on Holland stuff? So he's working for the same company he was before he was already working remote. Mm-hmm. And so they worked out a deal where he's working like way more limited hours. Um, so he's able like, you know, and he can kind of work whenever. Mm-hmm. So he'll do practice rounds with me and he'll be there as I'm like building my game plan and stuff. And then he'll caddy for me during rounds. And then just outside of that, he gets his work done. All right. That's so, great. Sounds like a full well, schedule. Because I, well. I know some people are doing, uh, you know, managers and agents and, and things like that. You know, Ricky has has uh, Ari. And, you know, I was wondering if he was going to kind of play that role for you to help line line up clinics or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps to have a person. Yeah. He'll be helping me some with like, you know, filming stuff. Um, but beyond that, like he doesn't really want to be that manager role. Sure. So that's where, you know, like Schaefer's my agent and he takes care of a lot of the business sides of things now. Um, so really like the only logistical thing I have to do is like <laughs> plan kind of where we're staying and like what tournaments I want to play. And we kind of do that together. But um, yeah, he's not taking on like an agent role or anything like that. You going overseas this year? Europe? Not this year. As of right now, that's uh, not in the plan. <laughs> okay. But uh, a few more games of <laughs> Mario Kart. Me that look. Well, I'm just thinking <laughs> you could, you know, win a few more games and or you know, mm-hmm. buy Bob an, a beverage or two, mix something up, and you, next <laughs> you know there's a new line in the contract. I'm just saying. I know how things work over mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Okay. Uh, is, is there anything that would be considered out of the ordinary for your schedule? Yeah, you know when, and I say that because I think of uh, our our very seasoned veterans are trimming back. They're they're essentially playing just the biggest, and that could be as few as fifteen or eighteen events. And then I think of someone in in your position in your career where you're younger, you're hungry, and and are, are you are you going to take on thirty two events in a year? Like where where do you align yourself? Let's see. I think as of right now. 
like including all of the events, like all stars, A tiers, everything. I'm planning about 28 events. Okay. Um, so I'm playing all of the stateside elites, uh, elite series and majors. I think I have five silver events on the tour or on that are planned, and then I've got a couple like local A tiers uh, to finish up the season. So I mean. I'm playing a pretty full season, but I do have off weeks kind of built in there. So I don't think I'm ever doing more than four weekends in a row without having some kind of break. Um, Cause you know, I, I, I do think like I have the skills to win. So it's like, I don't want to miss any opportunities to do that and, you know, kind of get that first win um, and get that momentum going from there. Cause like the players who are all pulling back are all very established players. They've won a lot. They kind of get to do that. Um, so I feel like I've got to, I got to win something before I can start thinking about, you know, pulling back. Like we just got started. (laughs) Well, and that's why I say, I, you know, I, I think about who, who wants to focus on just very specific events and in that uh, regard, trim back. And then I think of like, like you just said, you, I feel like you're, you're out there trying to hit up every event you can and learn the events you like and dislike and the pockets mm-hmm. of the country. And, and you're still playing new courses that some of these people have played, you know, 50 other times. You're, you're still learning some of those new courses and taking it all in. So it's, uh, yeah. What, what would you say was, you know, I know you just referenced pockets of the country that are a little more favorable to be in what what would be one of the biggest travel tips or tour tips that you could share with someone that you took in in the last year uh out there on the road yeah um oh here here's what if you have to if you have a long drive right and you have to sleep you're not going to get to your next destination in one day and you have to sleep somewhere hotel parking lots best place okay uh, you can just you can get there at nine o'clock at night. Just sneak in the back. There's like nobody there. You look like you belong, and no one's going to come mess with you. It's the best place. Okay, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it it certainly does because, like you said, that everybody else is going to be there and park for the night anyway, and it's going to be safer mm-hmm. than you know. A lot of people would think, well, if you know, I'll go park in a, a, like a Walmart a, parking lot or or even like a no. bank parking lot. I number did one the Walmart one time. I yeah. wouldn't recommend yeah. it because yeah. even if it's not a sketchy Walmart, they have semis coming in all night, and you yeah. hear them. Exactly. Like hotels and are quiet because people are sleeping. Yep. And if you park in a bank parking lot all night, you're going to get the cops called all, all but guaranteed. Uh, even if you're being a completely innocent, you're, it's just it's, not. Yeah. Go to a place where other people are parking. That makes perfect sense. Uh, like parking and, and or in. sleeping? <laughs> no, where other people are parking their cars anyways. And, oh. and, and uh, yeah, you're going to blend in that much easier, I think. So it makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> you just mentioned a goal or, well, one milestone maybe in, in whether it's a major or whatever, what, what is on your next, like, man, my, my checklist, my to-do list includes blank. And I, I really, really would like to uh, check this off the list this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't generally set like goals and milestones for myself. I know it sounds okay. kind of weird. No. Um, Cause I was, if I could set like my dream goals, it would be win everything, but that's not realistic. And then if you're trying to set realistic goals, you're kind of setting a limit on yourself. Okay. Right. So like I say my goal is to win. So I try to focus in more and make my goals more like, what do I need to do today that if I do this every day, you know, if I kind of win the day, so to speak, and I do this a bunch of times is eventually going to lead to me winning. Cause like, I believe I'm going to win eventually. I just don't know which tournament it's going to be. So really my goals are just like kind of honing 
like the way that I practice and the way that I make decisions and um, working, you know, working on form changes, that sort of thing, and kind of honing those different processes. And then I know eventually it's going to lead to me winning. Now, it was like a weird answer, but no, it makes it, it makes sense. And I, I, I kind of even can dovetail that into the decisions and what you've learned over these last couple of years being on tour, whether it's the, the areas of the country, the advantages and disadvantages. What was the thought process about the exact trailer and uh, travel setup? Because we see everything, you know, from a minivan to oh, smaller than a minivan, <laughs> smaller than a minivan for a few. But we've seen everything yeah. in between. James just talking minutes ago about going, you know, what he was looking for in shuttle in, bus in a shuttle bus, you know, and everything in between to these massive RVs. How uh, what what went into the decision, the decision making process for you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, last year was kind of like, we're just going to try this for a year and see how it goes. So I was just like, what's the cheapest way to get on tour? We already have a truck. So mm-hmm. let's just get a trailer that it can pull. And so that was what I did. Um, and I got one that had just enough room for me to sleep and have a kitchen and a bathroom and a place to sit. And that was perfect. Um, not great if you got two people. It's very like close quarters. We can't walk past each other. It's a little tight. Like kudos to us for living in that for like three months and still liking each other at the end. Honestly, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, was there were there any strain strains on the relationship and or, or did, honestly, did it strengthen it? I think it? we did pretty good. I think uh-huh. we did pretty good. I, yeah, I'm I'm proud of us. But we were both like, okay, we need something big enough that we can have our own like space. So like when he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing, we're not like right on top of each other. Um, so with the new trailer, we wanted, you know, a big, a big bedroom, ideally a king bed. We wanted a bathroom with a shower that we could use. That's like tall enough. Cause we're both five eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed a place for him to have his computer set up and we needed to have good internet. We've got that. And then we wanted to have enough room that we could like have our friends come over if we wanted to like play video games or play board games. And we wanted to have a kitchen. And so we were looking at like about 35 feet, like max for, for a fifth wheel. Cause we also did look at like getting, um, you know, getting like a class a or a class C, mm-hmm. um, and maybe towing like a smaller car. Didn't go with that just cause that's two engines, right? So that's two engines, that's two oil changes. And it's a lot easier to get your truck fixed than it is to get your RV fixed. Cause yeah, I can take, I can take our, our Ram 2500 anywhere. And mm-hmm. someone will be able to like help, you know, fix it. Um, so that was a thought there. Also with the fifth wheels, you get a much higher ceiling. So if you know you're a little bit on the taller side, that can be um, a lot more comfortable. Having the slide outs makes it feel just like a lot more spacious in there. Honestly, it's nicer than most apartments we've had. Like it's pretty sweet. <laughs> okay. No, so. I and I love hearing that because everybody has a a sl- slightly different set of criteria uh, for what they're looking for, and we, we're seeing every single iteration. Cat uh, Merch also just you know made an announcement about what she's now you know going from her van, which looked like it was fully built mm-hmm. out, uh, to going to something even larger. We t- obviously just talked about James, but then seeing these massive RVs, and then you know Stacey Ronsley, uh, you know switching up what she's been doing over the last couple of years. Just everybody has their different uh, mechanisms, and then to even see people adapt and change it out for something else uh has been mm-hmm. uh I, I feel like disc golfers as a 
we could get all the touring disc golfers together and they could give a TED talk on <laughs> on the, oh, yeah. the tour life and what they've learned. Totally. And it would be so valuable to so many people. Yeah, because you'll see people who go from like they do the Airbnb thing and then they switch to a big thing and then they mm-hmm. go back. To, it's just like, what do you want? Like, what do you because if you're the type of person who loves camping and being out spending most of their time outside, a van's great. But if you're someone who wants to have an air conditioner, a van's terrible. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Your your teammate Paige, you know, had a van and then ultimately looked like there was an upgrade to a different van. And but yet mm-hmm. they're not in that nearly as often because now they they have a, you know, a house. So it's yeah, it's it's been yeah. really crazy to see all of these different iterations and uh, and who's doing what you meant. You mentioned something briefly just about having good Internet. Um, one of the things we see mm-hmm. here on the podcast is we interview all you pros as you're on the road during the season. And sometimes that means we're, we're talking to somebody in a McDonald's. Sometimes we're talking to somebody mm-hmm. in a hotel. What are you guys doing for Internet that makes it what you think is good Internet? Yeah, so this has been Tyler's project for the off season because um, yeah. he games every night. That's his hobby. That's how he hangs out with his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very important to him that we have Internet everywhere we go. Um, and so the first thing we tried was the Starlink internet from mm-hmm. uh, SpaceX, yep. right? And so that's that. It's a really good satellite internet. Um, we actually got it when we were in Emporia, and it worked great because you have this big open sky. But then when we went to the northeast and then down into the Charlotte area, we were camping in the woods and like no signal whatsoever. Um, so the Starlink has worked really well for when we have an open sky. And then actually cellular internet has gotten a lot better. Um, and so we have, we actually have two internets. We have the Starlink and then we have uh, Verizon cellular internet. And so he usually will play games on the cellular because he doesn't get, it doesn't get interrupted. Um, so mm-hmm. when Starlink switches from one satellite to another, there's like a little bit of interruption. Sure. And it's the kind of thing like I won't notice if I'm watching TV on it, but he will notice if he's playing games. So we keep most things on the <laughs> Starlink and then like the computer and the gaming stuff is on the, the Verizon. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'll sure echo. He's text me and tell me what part of that that I got wrong. <laughs> no, no, I totally understand because with the Starlink, you need to have like a a a, a, a I forget, I think it's a southwesterly view, of open sky, or something weird like that. And uh, and, and yeah, there's I think much, it's a northern a sky. Is it northern yeah. sky? Yeah, and it's it's much. It's got a lot yeah. more latency because of the travel time to go to get to the first point, and then mm-hmm. from there, as opposed to the Verizon, which mm-hmm. hits the first tower, and then your first tower is always wired up hard. So you know, it, depending on what yeah. he's playing, if it's if it's one of the first person shoot 'em up games, every every mm-hmm. frame counts. You know, you've got these people that get yeah. uh, very into it. If you're playing something a little bit more casual. Like Mario Golf? I don't think it matters as much. <laughs> no. You know, it's funny. We played Mario Golf on the Verizon, and then he's been playing Overwatch 2. Uh, or sorry, Overwatch 2 on the Verizon, and then Mario Golf on the on the Starlink. But, I mean, he's in rural Oklahoma right now and, like, having mm-hmm. zero issues. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's funny with the Starlink. Like, when we had the trees, we even went and bought, like, a flagpole. And we, like, taped it to the top of the flagpole <laughs> and like leaned it against the truck, trying to get it like high enough that we could actually, uh, <laughs> we could actually get some signal. It, di- it didn't really work, but it looked pretty janky. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I'll do, just to uh, follow up on that when doing some commentary uh, with the uh, GK pro guys, 
during the Throw Pink event, I had gone out to the campsite and talked quite a bit about it. And they, they were talking about using Starlink. They said largely it's been successful uh, because that's, of course, one of my first questions mm-hmm. is how are you getting all these, you know, five, four, five, mm-hmm. six gig files up to YouTube? And um, mm-hmm. they said that Starlink, for the most part, had worked well for them. But uh, hopefully these these are the problems that are continue going to continue to fade in the next few years. But... Uh, I, I've spent all too many nights outside of a, of a library or a McDonald's trying to sit there and upload a video so that I could get it up the next morning. Creeping. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and that too, but yeah. it's, it's yeah, coming we along. Had a few times where, we had a few times where I just dropped him off at a Starbucks so he could work, and then I had to you know go practice and go pick him up at the Starbucks. He, he kind of hated that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all part of the teamwork, though, to, to make it all happen. Part of it. Uh, yeah. um, so a little team camaraderie, a little, uh, like you said, getting to know one another. Uh, what, I, I thought I heard of a few of the plans, but what what's kind of on the agenda, whether it's for the house or, or for content and such, what's kind of the, the game plan look like for you guys and for how long? Yeah. So, yeah. So I've, I've been here since Wednesday uh, last week. So almost a week and um, Saturday, which is when we filmed the team thing was when it was the only day that everybody was here. So like Paige is here earlier in the week, but she's, uh, you know, in Thailand. Thailand. Yep. 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 She's in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we've still got most of the team here, but we've really just been like cranking out uh, videos or not cranking them out, but filming a lot mm-hmm. of videos. So we filmed. Um, we did like a, a building the bag for me. So like not an in the bag because my bag's not 100% mm-hmm. set, but just kind of talking about what molds I like, what I'm thinking about and kind of how I'm approaching it. Um, and then we did like kind of a player profile. Um, I know tomorrow morning we're supposed to go film a practice round. So there's tons of content coming out. And that's just what they've done with me. They've been doing stuff with the whole team while we're all here. And so we're also going to have some videos um of players together, like practice rounds, different team challenges. So there's going to be a ton of content coming out just with all of us. And then also like doing some like Instagram content. Yeah. Commercials. Like I was, I don't think I'm going to be in any of the commercials, but like some of the more veteran players have done commercials. Um, and like, even I've been filming some stuff for like my own Instagram. So I'm going to have some collaborative pro tip Tuesdays coming up, um, featuring some of the other team members. Um, and then, you know, in addition to the content, like they being able to like build relationships with my teammates has been really, really fun, but also really valuable. Like I'm here trying to figure out like, what are the best forces to put in my bag? And then right there are like the best force throwers in the world at the moment. And they can kind of help. So like playing practice rounds with everybody, they've kind of been able to see, you know, what my game is like and like what I'm throwing, what, how different things are flying for me and kind of make suggestions on like what, what, you know, run of this mold should I look for, or even give me discs from their collection that they think would be really good for me. And so that's really helping to kind of expedite the process of learning this new lineup. And when did you, when did you feel like you were really secure in the decision that you were going to be signing with Discraft and 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 you had discs that you could go out and throw uh, maybe secretively in a field? I don't know, but when when was that decision kind of made for you? Yeah, so we I decided kind of like decision was pretty much made back in early November. I actually played my last A tier of the I was going to Discraft like having signed the contract and everything. Okay. Um and so kind of mid-November was when I first started throwing the discs. 
And um, it, ha- it hasn't been as hard as I thought it would to find discs that I can like, you know, kind of reconstruct my game around because they do have such a good lineup of discs and the plastic is really like good quality. Um, and also because they've been around a lot, like, like I said, I've got a whole team of people who know how these pl- this plastic beats in, who know how like they can look at a force and tell me what it's going to fly like now and in like a month. Um, so I'm not having to like figure those things out myself, but it's been like, I'm not quite, I think tournament ready, but like it's been actually easier than I thought it would be. Hasn't been that bad. Was, was there anyone that, you know, fell off their chair that was just blown away or shocked or surprised or, or, you know, complete disbelief or any hate mail one way or another or, or super crazy fan mail? Uh, has there been any, you know, wild reaction as to uh, what's, what uh, your decision was? Um, I mean, there were definitely some some trilogy fans who were sad that I left Dynamic Discs, but um, my fans are nice, you know, they're, <laughs> they're not mean, they just... <laughs> I, I had a lot of messages after, you know, I, I said I was leaving DD that were like, oh, I'm sad you're leaving Trilogy, you know, love the pot, you know, and they were like, but really, you know, we want to see you do well. So, like, it's it's mostly been um, maybe, like, sad kindness or, like, just super hype. I've had a lot of people who are just, like, really excited to watch me throw Discraft, and so that's been pretty cool. I know. I'm, I'm honestly excited because I, I follow you on Instagram as well, and getting, I would love to see uh, every couple weeks a kind of follow up on the developing the bag, you know, like what, yeah, what I definitely, you, definitely, you know, as you go to a new, a new course, like, Oh, I'm, I'm off of, you know, the Las Vegas and now I'm going to Waco. What difference am I going to do? What, what am I putting in my bag? You know, it, mm-hmm. I found out after throwing this one that I really don't like this plastic or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of that. That's yeah. That's, I should definitely do yeah. some of that. Cause my bags even changed from what like, we filmed the, the building the bag video, like, thursday i think and my bag's different today <laughs> like i gotta reshoot so. it reshoot sorry bob <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. but i think it's good and i mean a lot of like the core of what i said in the video is is true it's just you know trying out some like getting a flippier raptor that'll go straight for my forehand you know that that kind of mm-hmm. thing kind of filling in the holes and having the team like able to give me discs that they don't throw but that they have um to see if it fits my game really well has been has been uh has been really helpful uh, I'm looking right now at PDGA, and I'm seeing uh, you are currently signed up for an event uh, February 12th in Cedar Hill, Texas. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. going to be your your first event for the year? I mean, that's that's a full month away. Is that for sure going to be your first, or do you think something might sneak yeah. in before that? Yeah, I think I want to give myself a full month to really start like to really start dialing in my bag. So. Basically, after the I played Veterans Park Open, it was my last event, and up until this trip, I've been working on a couple little form changes that I've been wanting to to make for a while. Um, and so now, kind of cut that off. We're happy with where the swing is, and so now it's turned into building a bag, getting to know the angles, getting to know the distances and the stabilities, and like really fully fleshing that out. So that's what the next month is going to look like. And then that B tier is going to basically serve as like a, a trial run before. I head out to all stars just to see if there's anything I missed or if, um, and also just to kind of get some of the competitive rest off, get like that initial. Cause even at a B tier, if it's the first tournament of the year, you feel a little bit of the nerves. So to get some of that kind of out of the way before I'm on camera. 
And with today, uh, as well, the PDGA, I believe, new ratings update came out today. And we see you at, well, I'm sure you know, or don't you? Your rating? I didn't even realize it came out today. I know it was last month. Did it somebody, change? Somebody said they came out today. That's the only reason I was just repeating that. Well, yours didn't change on okay. your end, but uh, yeah. you, you're 964. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about that? And I know you said you don't necessarily set goals, but w- what could that look like in a year from now? Yeah, here's a crazy stat for you. So I'm the number nine, I think, rated woman in the world, and I'm the lowest rated on this team. Like, oh. Mm. Yeah, kind of crazy, right? You got work to do, so girl. I know. <laughs> and I'm the only one who hasn't won anything yet. <laughs> okay. But there's a little bit of that. Like, I don't, you know, no one's putting that pressure on me unless I let them, but like, there is a little bit of that. Um, but I mean, I think what I, I think what it shows is like, you know, this, this is about what 30 ratings points higher than I was this time last year. So I think it shows that what I'm doing is working. And if I keep doing it, you know, and keep iterating on, on my processes and whatnot, um, I think the win will come eventually. I don't know what it's going to be. But it's just going to be a lot of, you know, keep working hard, keeping my head down and keep putting in the work and then just like trusting that it's going to happen for me. Uh, it may be a, any, well, an easier, cheesy question, but favorite favorite event of 2022. What was that? Mm, that's really hard. I, people have asked me this question a lot. So it's okay. We can try skip not to it. give you the it's, exact it's, same it's, answer. No, but yeah. um, I think the I'm going to say preserve just because that was one of the first tournaments where like really started making a lot of friends kind of, um, mm. you know, OTB and then going into preserve because everybody was able to kind of camp together. Like Kayla just lets us all camp at the course. Um, and so, you know, the way you don't get burnt out on tour is to like have friends and to like have fun outside of the, of disc golf. And so like, that was kind of the first weekend where I really was doing that was like OTB and then like preserve. So, okay. All, makes uh, sense. I'll say it's a tie for that what, reason. What then? Maybe I'll, I'll switch it up a little and then ask what's on the bucket list for this year. Where where is either a site or an experience that you couldn't fit into the schedule last year uh, that you know you want to make sure you hit up this year? Yeah. So like I said, I've got a bunch of like off weeks kind of just built into the schedule. So a couple of those will be visiting home. But um, I know we really want to go to Yellowstone this year in between Portland and uh, DDO because that's kind of halfway point and we could take a weekend there. Um, we may go back to Niagara Falls cause that was really fun. Um, I do want to go spend some time in uh, Dayton, Ohio, hanging out with Blake and his family and kind of getting to know them a little bit more. Um, and I want to see some more shows, you know, I'm a big, I'm big into musicals. I want to go see some more shows with my friends. So now that I've got a little bit more financial stability, um, I'll get to kind of do that. So. All right. So one of the final question is, uh, what 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 are the details of your contract? Can you share all those with us? <laughs> I actually made sure to ask Bob, like, if there's anything I'm not allowed to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can give you kind of a, a general overview. So like, I'm I'm getting a monthly salary. Um, now it's nothing crazy. It's not like it's not Paige or Kristen money, but um, <laughs> I'm very happy with it. I think it's a very fair value. It's gonna create a lot of financial stability. So I, you know, if I need to drop a tournament because I'm feeling burnt out, I could do that. I'm going to be fine. Okay. Um, or if I have a couple weekends in a row where I don't, you know, play as well, maybe I cash a little lower. I'm not like hurting. Um, okay. 
So the salary basically covers travel expenses, um, you know, gas and and uh, campgrounds and stuff. It's all going to be covered. And then I'll be getting royalties on the tour series disc. Um, we've got the team website coming out, which I'll be getting royalties off of everything that's sold there. Um, so what's great about it is like, I've got that kind of like base level security, but a ton of potential to make a lot of money if I play really well and we move product. I feel like that's becoming the most common, uh, philosophy among our, our contracts, which is, Hey, here's a base. Your, your possibilities, your ceiling is endless if you move the product, if you're a good uh, representative and if people just really want to support you and if you happen to win a few events, you might get some bonus just thrown on top of that. It 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 seems mm-hmm. like that's a really popular. It kind of fits your mantra that you were talking about earlier of like kind of betting on yourself if you're, you're in control of your own destiny yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I think it benefits both, you know, me and Discraft really well is because like if we do well, we do well together. But then, like, I'm not, I'm not destitute if I have like a little rough patch, and then they're not tied up giving, owing me all of this money, and I'm not doing anything. So it's yeah. it's kind of like almost meritocracy based, you know. It's like I have to do well to get paid, which I think is totally fair. Yeah, it it certainly makes sense. Uh, someone had asked on the board, uh, well, they said signature putters, but you said you're likely putting with the Challenger SS. Uh, is it? going to be one one tour series disc that's uh what's usually on the table in your situation right in this case yeah so it'll be one tour series disc but we can we'll do some other special runs of stuff and that'll be available on the team site so we've got a special run of something in the works in fact uh, we were kind of texting back and forth about artwork just before i came on here so there will be you know a drop um i don't know when but whenever we get the artwork figured out i guess (laughs) But we're going to have the tour series disc that will be available in, in stores everywhere. And then there's going to be the team website, which will have kind of whatever we decide we want to we want to do, like whatever I think will sell, whatever we think will sell well, um, you know, whatever I think I can promote will be mm-hmm. something we can do with the website. What's been either the most insightful or juiciest tidbit of information you've picked up and learned in the last a uh, few days being in that household and, and it can get as as detailed as you want on all the dirt on hannah Macbeth. but as, as much as you want to dig down what, what you can talk trash about her cooking too yeah. i've heard no but what what would you say she hasn't like... cooked for me uh, <laughs> well hannah hasn't cooked for me first of all um well what what, what did you learn where you're like huh and it doesn't uh, clearly i'm not necessarily looking for dirt but i mean yeah, where you're you like huh i, I had no idea that Anthony Barella has three arms. I I don't know. <laughs> oh, he does. You guessed it. Oh, there you go. No, okay. Um, I don't know. There was nothing I was like shocked by. Uh, you know, meeting everybody. Um, it has been really fun, like cool, like getting to talk to people, just like about how they approach the game, about how they practice. Like I've had. A lot of good chats with like Missy about thinking about like putting practice and and all of that and like mental game and talking about also talking about like the social media side of things and the business side of things and kind of learning like how other people think about those things. Um, mm. I don't. It's hard to give you like specifics, but it is a really cool group to just almost even be just like a fly on the wall with because mm. they have been doing this for so long and they've been doing this so well and they've been so successful with it. 
um you know it's yeah there everyone's just like a really good resource so i'm just kind of trying to soak it all in and then you know make friends too yeah well i i like you just said even if it's just a fly on the wall and and li- listening to their experiences but also when are they truly bending on on bob julio's ear or you know or mike or whomever you know like how that is soaked up is like oh yeah that is a great idea let's try that here in 2023 you know this is this is great feedback as a team uh do you have any chicken based uh, clauses in your contract, like Chris Dickerson does. Any anything related to chicken or beans, like Ezra? <laughs> yeah, is, is there any? I didn't know what you meant when you said chicken basing. It's like, why would I want to be paid with chickens? Um, no, I don't really have anything weird. <laughs> I think Chris is. Chris has chicken in his. Yeah. Anyway, I just think he gets. I think he gets a monthly gift certificate to just a different uh, chicken place. Yeah, to, to whatever it might be. I, some of the quirks uh, over there. Everyone's contract's different. All right, yeah, Holland, uh, besides all of the team stuff that, of, of course, uh, will be available and, and any signature discs that you ultimately decide on, what are some other ways that people can go out, follow, support? Uh, what are some of those things people should be doing? to get in? Yeah, I mean, the best thing you can do is go follow my Instagram, halls underscore 17. Um, make sure it's underscore 17, not underscore 17 underscore, because that's a fake account. Um, and Instagram won't take it down. Um, but yeah, go follow my Instagram. I post everything there. I post tips every week. Um, and they're going to start having collabs with my teammates and uh, and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, I mean, the team site and stuff, I don't know when all of that's going to be up, but I'll be talking about it on my Instagram. So if you follow me there, that's the best place. Yeah. What's the team website password? Cause that's what pops up now when you go to the team website, it just Ooh, says I'm... guest password. Oh, oh really? I, I, mean, I don't something. know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let me, they don't tell me those things. They're just like, do you like this stamp? And I'm like, uh, I'm like yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I could go out and guess a few things. Uh, all right, Holland. Is there, uh, is there anything else before we let you go here tonight? Anything you want to share? Floor is totally yours. Disc golf related or otherwise, anything you want to share with us? I mean, not really. I think this, this team's going to be really special this year. Um, I think the fact that they got us all together here at the beginning to kind of really, you know, let us build these relationships, let us build these relationships with the team manager and, you know, kind of build that trust has been really great. Like, I really feel like, you know, I can tell Bob, you know, whatever and, you know, or propose ideas or tell him I don't like something and it's going to be received well. Like he, um, you know, there's having that initial phone call with someone where they're like, if you need anything, you know, let me know. And then there's actually showing someone that that's the way that you operate. Um, and I really appreciate that they've made such a huge effort to kind of show me that I'm important and valued by them. Um, I think that's really huge. And I feel very, very happy with my decision. So. Excellent. I'll leave it at well, that. <laughs> well, before we let you go, uh, I, I think it's fair to say with so many things going on within disc golf and all the successes and then the rumors that follow, it's it's fair to ask, uh, is is Simon at the house uh, with you guys and, and is he going to be your teammate? Hey, son. No, I'm kidding. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> He's not there now, but he might have been there earlier. He might be there later this week. Haven't haven't seen him. Okay, I, 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 that's all. I'm just, I'm, I I'm just, we're just, you know, we're we're internet sleuthing for everybody out there, uh, mm-hmm. as well. Well, 
Holland, congratulations. Uh, we're we're happy to hear that you're happy, and we're clearly looking forward to an exciting 2023. We know that, like you said, it feels like your ceiling is limitless, and uh, we're looking forward to see what's gonna what's gonna go on for you. And we wish you the best of luck. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Terry. All right, see ya. Take Thanks, care, Holland. Holland Hanley, everybody, member of the elite team of Discraft. Congrats to her. Um, some people called that. Some people didn't. Uh, we saw Holland uh, a little bit. Uh, I feel like she was maybe one of the earlier people. She said, I know, you know, in her head, she had November. maybe had her mind made up. But uh, I feel like she was one of the earlier uh, announcements of the season of just saying, hey, I'm I'm not going to be renewing with my current sponsor in Dynamic Discs uh, and then holding all the way off until what we saw and heard today. To the, to the big announcement, the big team announcement. Yeah. So uh, we wish her the best of luck and looking forward to, like we said, what she can do here in 2023. Uh, I believe we've got more guests. I'm going to reach back out to Hannah here and make a confirmation. Clearly, the setup works, which is great. Like we said, we can keep filtering, uh, letting people slide right on in there and uh, get prepared to talk to us. There's been additions to Team Discraft. I think that was the biggest news of the day. Uh, we we talked to James Conrad, who yesterday made the announcement about his extension. Today, some additions, uh, including Holland, including uh, Valerie Mondahano, who we saw added to the team. Congratulations, Brody! To her. Got a promotion to the elite team. Brody with a promotion, and I think he's he's out gambling all of that promotion money <laughs> in Vegas at the moment. So, uh, of course, you got to always bet on black. And there's a gentleman who, at multiple times throughout this year, I may have bumped into a casino, and every single time he said he was betting on the disc golf guy, and he's joining us now. Mm-hmm. Of course. We're talking about Anthony Barella. AB, I mean, we're not on a boat on the Mississippi, but this is this is almost as cool, right? Oh, no, we you, we got you muted. I think no, you got no. to... You're muted, He's sorry. He's muted. Nothing's changed between Whoa. now and... Okay, now we got you, buddy. There you go. All good. All oh, good. There we go. yeah. All right. So I was saying Holland that muted it this isn't uh, out, this yeah, isn't <laughs> this isn't a boat on the Mississippi, but uh, here we are. Uh, congratulations, of course. And uh, how are you, you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. We we're just playing some Mario Kart. Everyone left to play pickleball, and I got left behind. Got <laughs> Smashball podcast. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> there could be worse things. There you, could be worse. Were you at least yeah, winning at Mario Kart? True. Is that why they quit playing? Oh yeah, beating everybody. I won all four in a row. Uh, can't ask for anything. Every Grand Prix I join, I win. <laughs> Who's the second best Mario Carter there tonight? Uh, definitely Corey Ellis. Okay. 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 Huh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first of all, you really—it's fair to say—you shocked the world in that we saw you make an announcement a few uh, now months ago. It feels like uh, after yeah. you'd won back-to-back events in Arizona, you said, "You know, it's bittersweet. I've won, but I'm moving on." And here you are with Team Discraft. Uh, what was some of that conversation like uh, for you to switch over to Team Discraft? Um, it's definitely like been talked about for like the last few years, like without him trying to get me on team discraft, but like <laughs> this year they really like laid out like a plan for me on discraft and it just made a lot more sense for me to make the switch now. Okay. Uh, and fair to say, uh, almost all contracts that within of us seem to be year, uh, year to year. 
So just one year at a time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were in that situation, of course, a, a free agent. Um, what, was there back and forth between you and Innova? Because I'm, they see a yes. lot of potential in you. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of negotiating, talking, and stuff like that. It was definitely it was not an easy decision at all. And did you did you do your own negotiating? Did you have somebody else do the negotiating for you? Yeah, I was doing it and like talking, getting advice from like, you know, like people and stuff like that. It wasn't just me, but yeah. Uh, oh, I, I think of two people who are very obviously influential in your life that know disc golf very well are your parents. Uh, were they involved yeah. in some of that conversation as well? Yeah, I would talk to them about like offers and stuff like that and come to them for advice. Now, I don't think I'm speaking out of pocket when I say Innova, it feels as if Innova, when presented with uh, somebody saying, hey, I, I have another offer on the table, it feels like Innova often says, that's great. If that's best for you and your career, go do that. We're we're okay with that. But for them to kind of fight for you, what I feel like is more yeah. than most, um, what, what does that say about your game? What does that say about your potential? Um, I mean, definitely, definitely makes me feel like it, they wanted me to stay on the team more than they wanted me to leave. So that feels good more than like other players in the past. Was that a bargaining chip? Did that maybe even help raise your value as you were negotiating with Discraft? Because, uh, the, the... a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say make that money. Okay. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> what does your year look like now? I mean, you've signed on the elite team with Discraft. A lot of times we don't see you come in until a little bit later or you pop in a new event here yeah. or there because of school and whatnot. What does this look like now? Are you are you full-time touring? Do you still have yep. things to finish me up? And Adam, me and Adam are going to be on a full tour the whole season. We're going to hit every tournament. I think I'm only missing one elite series and probably like a few of the silver series I probably won't play, but we're hitting every single elite series. For the most part, uh, and uh, with you, you've been at Arizona State the last couple of years. Is yeah. that something that you are taking a break from, or are you still able to finish that out? How does that how does that I'll factor in? I'll be able to finish that out with like they have like sessions where you can take like half classes and like during half of the semester and half the quarter. So it's like super simple and easy to lay it out for like a path for me. Sweet. Uh, and what, what are you, when will you graduate and what will that degree be in? It really just depends on the workload I have or the workload I want to take in, but I'm shooting for somewhere in 2024, probably spring I think I'd hope. Okay. Uh, and do, what are you studying or have you declared a major and all that Finance. stuff? Yeah. Finance. Okay. Finance degree. All right. All right. So you should be, uh, he knows what to do with the money he's going to be getting from the casino. And then yeah. he goes and argues with the guys at the, I mean, let uh, and I, I know I've tossed around a few jokes, but it feels like more often than not, the casino seems to treat you well. And I, I'm not claiming you got a problem, but, or you need to be uh, audited. It's not here. a problem well, if you're losing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, me, and Adam, me and Adam just love playing blackjacks. We'll go, we just play for fun. We don't try to hit big. We'll play like, Ten dollar hands of blackjack just for fun, and stuff <laughs> okay. like that. All right, all right. Uh, where was the best casino of twenty twenty two? Which one was it? Definitely the one at 
Bloodstone. That was so much fun on the water. <laughs> yes. And we saw you there. Yes. No, wait, no, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. there. I was sleeping. I was sleeping. You're never sleeping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, when you're out on the on the riverboat out there, which feels very weird. That's a whole other story. But it feels weird to go onto this boat that feels like it's a regular, you know, attached structure. Mm-hmm. And but you're actually technically floating on water. It's it's yep. it just feels weird. So we asked the same thing of Holland. You're moving to new plastic, new discs. These are discs. In theory, you don't know nearly as well as your old bag. What have you been gravitating to? What if I mean, watching them, watching the group that's there, you know, watch Holland throw is a different thing than watching Anthony Barella throw because you are known yeah. as an elite distance thrower. You throw some of the furthest mm. shots in the game. What can those guys tell you about the discs that maybe, you know, who can tell you, no, Anthony, you need to throw this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, playing with like Adam and Macbeth and all of them for the past few years, I know like what discs are good and like which runs of discs to get. But the new disc, the Venom, is what I'm going to be throwing the most by far, the new distance driver. It's super overstable, super controllable, and I've already fallen in love with it. And it goes hand in hand with the uh, with the logo up top with the snake and Arizona, yeah. right? Arizona yeah. only makes yeah. sense. I, I love the, I love all the tie-ins on this. Except already. for nobody ever threw the effing venom. Like th- that, that's that, why it's a retooled. Yeah. It's a that retooled. Was, that, it's like a completely different disc. The new yeah, the yeah, they resubmitted one. it to the PDG. I it's believe the it's a new name, mold. Yeah. It just okay, it, okay. Just, I was gonna say because they feel completely different. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, the the old ones had a really like one of the largest rims yeah. you could ever have on yeah, this. Yeah, they were weird. Yeah. <laughs> they were weird. <laughs> and, and honestly, they just they weren't popular. So it's it's good to to see and hear of a of a re- retooling. Um, yeah. What are some of the other things that you you know you're going to be that are just like already in the bag that you'll be using this yeah. year? Uh, Captain's Raptor, love that a lot. Uh, Buzz, of course. Buzz has honestly opened like a new shot in my game. I didn't have that like mid-range shot like that. Like the rocks just don't quite fly as far as the buzz and they don't, you can like pop a buzz hard and I've like never had a mid-range that you can do that and they'll just continue to go straight and won't dump. And then really like the Athena, um, Onyx, and then the nukes. Nukes go really far as well. Like they go (laughs) further than the Venom. So I'll throw nukes. And then I have some forces in the bag too. I pretty much have my bag almost completely set up right now. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah, it's probably been set up for a few years just waiting for you. Just be like, this is going to be Anthony's. <laughs> well, because, yeah. I mean, it's been years. There was rumors. We got to set up. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, there no, were rumors a, lo- a while ago. I mean, when Macbeth moved over to Discraft, you were kind of always known as like a Macbeth protege. You were close with him. Yeah. And so the, the the thought was right away, you know, okay, how long until Anthony goes to Discraft? And you, I don't want to say held off, but you stayed with Inna for many years after that and did school yeah. and whatnot. And now, you know, now you're, you're, you're going to be a full-time touring player. So it kind of just feels like it was for a lot of, for a lot of us who have been around long enough, you know, pre COVID, it feels almost inevitable that at some point you were going to make this switch, but I know that's not necessarily the case depending on the different offers. So, 
Um, I, I feel like that that bag has been waiting for quite a while, and Paul's mm-hmm. just probably been making discs for you for the last year or two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but uh, what I was going to maybe add on to that, and, and I guess you touched on it, was uh, you being so close with Adam, you practicing, having practice rounds, touring, mm-hmm. you're watching him throw a shot, and you you know, you know know his bag probably as well as he does. And so mm-hmm. this probably, out of all players, this probably was a, a relatively easy transition for you compared to Holland, who maybe didn't have as much insight. Would that would that be a yeah. fair a s- statement? Yeah, of course. I definitely didn't have any issues like transferring, honestly. They sent me like boxes of discs and I tried them all out and like I already had an idea of what I wanted to throw. So I told him to send me like these things. And then the, the new disc of Venom is just like exactly what I've been wanting. Uh, and so and you just mentioned you're pretty much hitting everything. Is there is there anything on the tour or in the country that you and Adam are like, yeah, we have to do this. It may or may not be golf related, but we're going to go fish here. We're going to go skydive here, whatever it is. Is there anything that's, you know, kind of on the list of you guys still need to hit up? Uh, that we still, well, I want to go to Europe with Adam. That's the thing that we're definitely like want to do because i've never been there and he went there last year and he loved it so yeah i'm definitely going to go to europe this year okay uh and that seems like that's becoming a more popular option and opportunity for a lot of our players which is incredible because you're opening up to a whole new fan base and and uh obviously personally you get to enjoy it but the fans get Mm -hmm. to see you for the first time in person yeah yeah that's exciting um, you know, we speaking of uh, Europe, we saw that Paul released a schedule. He, it feels like he's practically moving there for two months. You, on the other <laughs> yeah. hand, I'd assume, uh, are you going there for what we'd expect, the two or three um, events back-to-back? Yeah. That's about it? We'll play Sula Open and then the European Open. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I assume also... In what a, a week or so will will this be the official debut in terms of uh, of a tournament? Shelly Sharp next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and we're playing that. Uh, is there going to be any? Wow, I'm I'm already excited for the uh, filming Big of this. Drew, Aaron Aaron Gossage uh, is playing. I don't know who else is on the list. Yeah, I was just, I just pulled it up. We've got yourself highest rated at ten thirty eight. Uh, Drew Gibson, Kale Laviska is now in. Adam Hammes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Gossage, Andrew Marweed, and uh, that team captain feller, you know, Paul Ulibarri. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to oh, name yeah. a few. So you you officially took Paul Ulibarri's spot on the elite team, right? You just booted him. Ouch. You came in and said, "Get out, Paul." Ouch. <laughs> yep, he gave it up for me. No, see, that's not how. See, that's not nearly as much fun as just telling him like you booted him. Like, sorry, but sorry, old man, the youth is coming in. <laughs> Uh, is there a possibility uh, if we if we play into your stereotype? Is there a possibility to see you break a world record distance record? Like to go to the desert and try to break it? Yeah, something like that. Or or is that even maybe better question? Because I don't know when that's going to get scheduled. Is that even a thought of yours? Would would do you care about something like having that opportunity to say, hey, I, I want to go compete if if given the chance? I mean, if they brought back Big D in the desert, I would probably go to it just for fun. But, like, I, it hasn't even crossed my mind to go and try to break it. It seems, like, impossible, honestly. <laughs> yeah. The way okay. he did it and, like, the conditions, it just doesn't seem possible. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it's 
clearly that's something one of the tools that you're known so well no so well known for wow i could spit that out is the is the big distance is there anything learning new plastic and having a maybe a little bit different uh practice routine and regimen is there anything else that you're really concerned about tweaking in your game or fixing or addressing right now now that you have some new plastic and a fresh start uh definitely getting new putters is like giving me more confidence on the green so i'm super excited for that been working on my putting a lot just trying to fine-tune the perfect plastic that I want in the putter. And I think I just got that in yesterday, actually, the exact putter I'm going to be using. And that is? What gravitating towards? It's a, it's a CT focus with, like, a rubber blend. Okay. So, CT yeah. focus with a rubber blend. All right, all right. Because uh, you previously idea. putted with, with uh, was it? KC Wales. Ah, they were Wales. Okay, I, I, th- I was thinking eight yeah. but Wales. Okay. Um, what what do you love about that new putter? The or seemingly right now that you love about that putter, the the CT Focus. Um, it just like flies the most similar to what I've been used to for the past few years of the whale. So it's like an easy transition. And I've tried out some other ones, and like just it just feels awkward in my hand for right now. And I'm just like trying to get like the feeling that I'm used to. Honestly, at this point. Okay. Uh, how how nice is it that you know, we talked to Holland, who's going to play one of her first events in Texas, somewhere she's lived and whatever, uh, and maybe get a little bit more comfortable. How nice is it that your first few events, Arizona offers up, you know, three three events in the first uh, uh, couple months of the season. You've been playing pretty well in Arizona lately. Yeah. How, Dro- how, how does that feel? <laughs> dropped an 1100 rated round. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely excited to play at Vista because all we can do in the winter is play there. So I'll just play there every day. And now that we finally announced it, I can go there and just play every day and not worry about people seeing what I'm throwing instead of going to the fields and stuff. Uh, and that was yeah. going to be a follow-up. Is there's, you know, I think of uh, the, the space and the green space that's available in Arizona. There's not necessarily a ton. And so have you been doing just that? You have to go find a soccer field somewhere so that, um, you know, somebody with their Bushnell isn't trying to uh, spot <laughs> dial you in and find out that you're throwing other plastic. Has it been tough to hide? Oh yeah, it's been super hard because like all the soccer fields are taken all day long because it's nice weather in Arizona <laughs> right now, so they're all playing uh-huh. soccer. So I just had to find this like wide open field next to the Cubs stadium, and I've just been throwing there every day. <laughs> uh, when, when to you, when do you feel like this decision was kind of finalized for you? Um, it's been a while, definitely before, I think before I played the, definitely before I played those last two tournaments was like what it was super finalized. Okay. And so did it feel, you know, explain, you know, you're, you played very well, obviously, as Johnny just mentioned, you win the events. Does that, Mm. uh, does that feel kind of weird? I mean, you're, you're, I appreciate you fulfilling your contract obligations, but does it feel kind of weird to win knowing you're, you're likely going to a different team? I mean, it felt, it felt honestly great. Cause it was like good closure, like knowing that my last two tournaments with Innova were, I averaged like 10 80 or something, <laughs> which was, yeah, definitely. It was a good send off. I'd say, uh, what are your parents? Will this, this impact? I mean, I see how, you know, uh, Pete and Paul Uliberry have, have switched up some plastics throughout the years, depending on his sponsorship. Uh, Paul's kind of influences the rest. Uh, what about your parents? Will there, will there be any switching or, uh, adjusting for them? 
Um, no, I don't think so. They they've had their bags. They don't they don't have any reason to switch. But I'm definitely <laughs> going to get the venom into their hands. And just yeah, that's about it. Okay. Um, what's what's been the silliest thing? Uh, I'll use I'll use that term in air quotes. Silliest thing that's gone down at that house in the last few days. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, we've just been. I've never played pickleball before, and then we I've played like six t- six days in a row this week for like three hours each time. <laughs> so all these guys want to do is play pickleball. It's hilarious. How good are it's you? Really fun. I mean, I'm for how much experience I have, I'm. I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> I, I would. I would think you'd pick up on it. You're obviously, yeah. uh, you know, your your extremities, your arms, and being a little bit taller doesn't hurt mm-hmm. there. And you're naturally yeah. athletic and and skilled. I would think you'd pick pick up on it pretty quickly. So that makes sense. Yeah. Who who's the best pickleballer right now at the house? Um. This is this might hurt a few people's feelings, but Aaron Gossage just beat Paul in a one on one the other day. So I would think okay. I think Aaron Gossage Aaron Gossage might be the best one on one guy, but Paul's probably the technically the best, like overall, I'd say. Okay. So a little sweet revenge for Aaron. Uh-huh, right? yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we ain't on a whole sixteen yeah. anymore. Suck it. <laughs> there ain't no water here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the better question is who's the worst pickleballer at the house? I don't even know. We're all pretty good. We all picked it up pretty easily. You can say Bob. I it's okay. No, nah, Bob's pretty good. He can't beat me though, but he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, how how much longer? I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say how much longer you're gonna be there, but you've got Arizona weather to get back to, so it's not probably not that yeah. big of a deal. But how much yeah, longer are you gonna on, be there? We're leaving on the twelfth, so. Tomorrow's our last day here. Ah, okay. And uh, we see that uh, Waisaki obviously has has moved into the neighborhood officially. I know he's kind mm-hmm. of been there for the last few years. Um, is Adam going to be heading back that direction as well, probably? Yeah, he's and... ice fishing right now, Adam Hammond. <laughs> oh. okay. No, he's here. No, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Well, oh, I'm, he was ice fishing like a few yeah. days ago yeah. I saw on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you guys are he... going to journey back or no? Yeah, he came to Arizona for my birthday on the 4th, and then we flew out here, and then we're flying back together, and he's going to stay there the whole time until we go to a tour. Okay, excellent. Yep. What are you guys going to be touring in? I, I've I've seen I've seen how you guys roll. Uh, sometimes yeah. it, it's not always the uh, most uh, efficient yeah, or comfortable. What, what you, What's no, the plan this year? It's pretty efficient, but we got <laughs> – Adam just bought a new – a brand new car to Ford Expedition XL, so we got plenty of room now. Okay. We used to uh, try to jam ourselves into the Ford Focus and my little Tucson, but now we got this big car where we can finally fit everything comfortably. Uh, and with that, you know, uh, Airbnbs, houses, friends, hotels, that yeah. is that kind of the strategy? Yeah, that's exactly what we're hoping for this year. Okay. We're All definitely right. not going to sleep in the backseat of that thing together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Don't I know, rule anything out. <laughs> I know Adams, obviously, uh, you know, an outdoorsman, a, a true Wisconsinite at heart in every you know possible way and so i see him maybe occasionally in a tent or something i don't i don't pick yeah. you as uh much of a of a of a tent camper 
You'd be surprised, Terry. I grew really? up in a hunting family. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then, then I, then I, yeah, then you're right. You, uh, that, that is a little bit surprising to me, uh, which is awesome. Uh, no judgment. <laughs> just, I wouldn't have guessed that. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh, uh, if people want to go out and support you uh, or follow you or and follow your journey what are what are the best ways they can go about that right now um instagram anthony barella one one and then my youtube channel me and adam are going to film a video tomorrow and then i'm going to start filming more there because i got a tripod for my birthday so Dang. i'm finally going to start filming stuff what what could people expect on the channel like what? What are what are you going like? Gambling tips? <laughs> no, what, uh, no. <laughs> blackjack tips. <laughs> What's like the? Uh, what do you feel like is the type of content? Because we have so many people doing so many different things. Wh- where do you find? What do you think your sweet so- spot's going to be with content? Um, honestly, just like casual, like day in the life, like literally just me, just being me, I guess, in the camera. Like, have you seen some of my other videos? Me and my girlfriend were filming. It was just like, just stupid things, stupid jokes, and just messing around. And that's all there is to expect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's obviously yeah. can be very entertaining. I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be like a tryhard on there. Like, I don't know how to like do all that stuff on YouTube yet. So, still trying to figure that out. Awesome. Now, uh, speaking of your girlfriend, you, you guys have been dating for a, a at least a minute uh, that I can yeah. recall seeing on your socials. Is she going to be on the tour jumping in or out or, you know, I, cause that's got to put strain on any relationship when you're gone that much. Yeah. I'll get her out there for a few of the events for sure. Okay. Awesome. But not necessarily uh full time. I mean, she's, she won't be gaming in the background like Holland's uh, significant <laughs> other. Uh, she, she no, the camper. No. Okay. A little different, <laughs> different approach. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to share with us before we let you go here tonight? Um, stay tuned for Terry Miller's color coverage of the Shelly Sharp Memorial. <laughs> Damn, like a pro. Wow. You nailed oh, it. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, <laughs> He'll be doing commentary soon <laughs> with you. Yeah, he will. Uh, Anthony, seriously, it's been incredible. I I saw some videos and pictures I have of you. I posted one from uh, the 2014 yeah, Worlds, uh, <laughs> where you you were quite the youngster back in 2014, of course. And uh, it it seriously has been an honor to watch you grow into the uh, not only the superstar but the 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 Thank gentleman you. and the the young man that you are. It's been awesome, and you know, clearly a highlight of Arizona and Arizona disc golf i know the entire state is so incredibly proud of you and everybody that talks about arizona disc golf you know you're you're the first person that then gets mentioned alongside of it and uh it's been it's been a a pleasure uh watching you all these years we wish you the best of luck in 2023 this is another chapter in uh in the anthony barella book and uh we're looking forward to it all right. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks Take lot, care. Anthony. We'll see you next week at the right. Shelly Sharp, as you said. Anthony Barella. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, Almost I, like I paid the man, but I didn't. He queued that up perfectly. Listen, I just want everyone to know <laughs> I beat that kid once. He was like 13 <laughs> at the memorial, but I beat him. Not did, by much. Did you, though? I think I did. I don't know. I'll look it up. I don't know for sure. No, you did finish fifth. I took fifth, and I think you he took, took like fifth. seventh or eighth. Uh, let, Gib- Gibson beat me, I believe. Uh, we'll, we'll take a but, look at uh, it. That's actually... Uh, but, I, that but, is, I, but I took down... I'm fairly certain If there's a chance for you to hang your head on this one, what year would you have guessed this was? Uh, 13, 
2013. Uh, well, he was playing open. Okay, by yeah. so by the twenty. Okay, yeah, 2013 would have made more sense. He's playing M Worlds in 2014, where I posted that picture. Oh, oh, oh! I see a 16th place finish from him. There it is. See, oh, see what I'm yes. talking about. The BL, as we like to say, he I mean, is officially on, on your bitch list. He's on my list. You, you beat him. I, I mean, granted, that was at 2013, <laughs> so that was 10 years ago. So he was like 13. Yes. I think I actually played around with him. And uh, and and it was... Uh, That's before he was as tall as you? Correct. I think he was only like 5'9 at that point, or 5'10. And he, he was he's one of my favorite people to watch in general. But I do, and I said this before, remember that particular event, We'd finish up at Fountain. He would just go over to where uh, pull 16, 17, 16s, yeah, whatever yeah. was over there at the time, and just crush discs. And he'd run and get them and throw them back and back and forth. And people are cheering for him and just giving him plastic to throw for fun because they love to watch this kid. And he was, again, I mean, he's what? He's 22 right now? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so 22, 23. Yeah, I think he was 13 at the time or something. And he's just throwing these discs 450, 500. And I, no big deal. No, it was no big deal. I remember shaking my head and being like, yeah, like Jesus kid, (laughs) like chill out, chill out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, man, as we dip back into the Wayback Machine for the 25th. Annual Memorial Championship back in 2013, 10 years ago. Drew Gibson, second in advanced. Yeah. I, pl- uh, I played with him a couple rounds. That. Seth Cook, uh, Ron Arena uh, in time for third. Johnny V right there, fifth place. Nick Hansen, of course, your champion of that. I, I, everyone, I'm sure, remembers advanced champion from that 20. 20- 13 madness. Scroll up once. Let me see something. Oh, uh, we're, we're going to see some others on here. Uh, Ray Hill, who we know from the Midwest. Yeah, uh, Peter McBride. Peter McBride. Hey, actually, if you keep scrolling down, I think Zach Melton's on that list somewhere. Uh, 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 Jacob Rozak, who I know I think just uh, is in sponsorship conversations. Uh, we, we've seen him out there on the tour. Uh, is this the Sam Anderson I'm thinking of? Nope, it's a different one. Uh, who else did you beat? This is this is incredible. It's embarrassing, you people. No, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> looking for some others that we reckon. Mike Jewell, who we had on the show last week. <laughs> I didn't oh even realize. Oh my god, how Sorry, embarrassing Mike. for him as you destroyed him, and he finished in fifty fifth place. Jason Sanfilippo from Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe you had him was beat on that list. Curtis Manahan, his brother's on the board tonight. You beat <laughs> Curtis. Yeah, you would have beaten Bob, I'm sure. Uh, we'll just assume that. Mike uh, Wagner, uh, one of the, the top dogs at Discraft, you beat him. I, Where's I, your sponsorship? I should be, I mean, I'm, I'm not asking. Where's your Anthony Barella deal tonight? I'm not asking for elite level sponsorship, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, tour team. You'd like them to pick up your phone call. At least. I would just, yes, please return my calls. Let's, I've been calling since 2013 and you still have not to return my oh yes oh so Uh, so many uh greats here so that was yes folks the advanced division at the memorial 2013 yeah those were the days johnny i had a chance to win that anthony barella tied peter mcbeth in 16th place matt house peter mcbride not peter mcbeth oh sorry (laughs) you would have beat him too if you would have just played advanced <laughs> yeah, I think he might have won open, but you would have beat him if he played advanced. No, I don't know. Just, just trying to help you out here. 
think so. <laughs> All right. Holy cow. What a night it's been. Mm. Uh, of course, thank you so much. Can I, just, the- can I just put this this freeze frame up? I just <laughs> there's I've got a freeze frame on my other screen of just Hannah Macbeth and her new glasses uh closing down the system oh i won't i won't i'll be nice yes our our uh official media coordinator over there at the house tonight in hannah Macbeth, making sure everything was all lined up and ready to go Uh, i sincerely do appreciate uh her effort i know she's got podcasts to to film with christine and and the party and all that stuff but uh also was very gracious and kind to help uh get things organized and orchestrated for tonight the scariest thing to me that i heard tonight (laughs) Was Holland Hanley saying she's getting more distance out of these discs? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, l- thinking about what the rest of the competition must be thinking, like, y- you didn't need any more distance. Holland. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, she she had the, uh, uh, God, what, what's the dumb name they're calling it? The Her, her albatross, the albatross. Yeah. Her albatross over in Ledgestone. And just, just, just to think that if she's getting even closer on that first shot, it's a, it's a scary thought. Or Anthony Barella throwing further. I I don't know if he he didn't necessarily say <laughs> that, but just how much he he seeming to like these discs and how how much how far they go. It's just gross. It's just just these players don't need this extra distance, Terry. Oh, but they're getting it. No comments. Does Discraft D. do you feel? And I'm going to put you on the spot here. Top to bottom, for their top tier team, have the best nope. team. No, I mean, uh, it's hard to say. Yeah, we could all, you know, everybody could argue as to, uh, you know, how stacked or how strong any given team is. Uh, We we have seen a large uh, grouping plethora, a slew of people have, of course, joined Team Discraft in, in making it a very powerful and impactful team. Uh, over these last few years, they've very much been investing excuse me, investing in a lot of these players. And um, we're seeing that they're drawing in newer players uh, to this day. Do you want to say it's the most powerful? I mean, here, here's what has been said quite a bit. You know, when we're seeing a few people uh, leave, either it's dynamic or have left in of or whatever, everyone's saying, what's going on? What's wrong with that place? There are some people like a Simon Lazat who has very explicitly said, Nothing was wrong. I, I got made an offer. Rumors had it. He the the offer was even matched or was being it was it was uh rumored to have been matched. And he still said, you know, just I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for something new and something different. And I, I think there's a little bit of all of that that plays in. And sometimes let's there's clearly friendships that have largely come into play. Sure, and, and I cannot say this enough. These people are friends off the course, and it matters n- nothing what their friends are throwing in terms of if they're going to remain friends with them. However, when you're friends with someone that's playing for a different sponsor, could there be an influence to join one team or another? Clearly, that is happening. And we see and have seen, uh, uh, as of late, largely at Discraft. You think of someone like... Paige Pierce, who went to that team, mm-hmm. and then Missy Gannon also came cool. to that team when Missy had been at the same place Paige was at one point. You see Paul and a few of the people that he's re- very close with, that he's traveled with, or that he uh, associates mm-hmm. with often, that also then 
um, have come to that team. And, and Anthony said it himself just now. Someone like uh, his best friend and Adam Hammes, who's been on that team for a few years, it feels like it's a, a relatively easy thing. Now, that's not to say they were, weren't going to remain best friends if they both played for different teams, but sometimes that influence, I think, can be a little bit helpful. It's funny to me to think of how much the Discraft team was almost an afterthought just even the year before Paul made the transition because you had Nate Doss who was the head of the team and the highlight player. And we knew he was wrapping up. Everyone kind of knew that his vision was off the course into the brewery at that point. Like it was just a matter of time for him to, to make that transition. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see what one player like a Paul Macbeth can do for your team is Paul. Paul was the spark. Uh, Partially, but I think not only just maybe from a personality perspective, but I think going to a place like uh, going to Discraft, having success there in his very first year, and then also opening up the eyes to so many more... to so many more buyers buying Discraft, which then allows... I was going to say... More capital to... Much like MVP and James Conrad, making... Discraft making a boatload of money off of Paul Macbeth helped them expand their team and continue to make those pushes that then continues to expand the team. And it's, it's a cycle. Yeah. So, but I mean, either way, congratulations to Discraft, but to the, the new players on the team, I'm excited. Corey Ellis moving up to the elite team. Um, and it sounds like the elite Mario Kart team. Yeah. So, which is really the more important. <laughs> I, I can tell Anthony's a little younger when I uh, <laughs> say who's the worst player. You're, you're, I don't think you're supposed to answer that one, but I love that he did. So I appreciate well. that. <laughs> uh, clearly, no shortage of competition, though, taking place uh, over at the house. So let's read a few of the. Well, let's talk about anything else that we've seen in terms of player moves, uh, and then we'll shut down and we can jump into an after show. Uh, but in terms of actual uh, contracts, player moving, and uh, details, you just mentioned it. I'll still recap them. Corey Ellis uh, is with a two year extension. And uh, as part of Discraft, uh, Aaron Gossage, a one-year extension through 2023. Holland Hanley, as we talked to her, one year through 2023. Brody is a two-year extension. And I yep. know here on the show we talked about his his messenger's uh, post that he made about trying out new plastic. Was he mm. uh, just fanning the flames of uh, of the rumor internet rumor mill? I, I can appreciate it. I got no problem with that. No, I don't have uh, a problem with it. So, but clearly uh, with... Uh, Discraft now for the two years, Conrad for the four years. Mar- Maria Oliva also uh, was very much in the news in the last couple of days with uh, saying that she's going to be with Infinite. Um, well, yeah, I mean she she's with she's a split sponsorship between yeah, Thought Space and Infinite. And Infinite. Yes, uh, so we're seeing that. Uh, Rebecca Cox has a one year extension through 2023 with uh, Latitude, as does Silver. Uh, Gavin Babcock. Was that after our show? That was after our show. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday. Gavin announced that he is signing with disc mania. It was almost like right after Simon announced his, his leaving that Gavin announced he was joining the team. I think it was the reverse, but either was it? Uh, It was, it was, it was was Gavin, I believe on Friday. Was it? Okay. Uh, yeah, it was Gavin on Friday. And then Saturday, uh, we we saw the announcements, which we can talk more about in a moment. Um, and then Friday, I believe it was, there was a live signing and showing down at mint Dis in, uh, in Texas that, uh, Mason Ford, 
has officially signed for two years with Mint Disc. A huge prop to Mint Discs because I loved their teaser video, the Texan, the Texas mm-hmm. teaser video. That's how I want to see a lot. The the one thing that this and I, I've said it a thousand times, this er, these early season announcements are great, but it feels like you're you're missing striking while the iron's hot. Like I want those. If, if imagine the amount of discs. Not that they're not going to sell anyway. Anthony Barella could be selling right now of those new Venoms. Right now. The big announcement, the logo, you know, the excitement. Um, I, I don't think we're going to have a problem selling them, but I just, I would love to have even a limited run of something for these big announcements. But I, I know it's difficult. There's a lot of logistics involved, signings and contra- old contracts and whatnot, but. I have collectible, original, OG Venom. Nobody wants them. No, you want them now. No, they don't. No, you want one now. I have them. Some D. Yeah, but you're not going. You're not even going to sell them. <laughs> I might have enough where I could let a few go. Because <laughs> they didn't sell. They I know didn't nobody sell. wanted them. They then. didn't sell back in the day. <laughs> so I do have some D venoms. In fact, I even know right kind of the general area where they're located because I was like, they're yellow. Yeah, they they were not a secretly a, pull them out of Barella's bag at the next event and put in those old ones. See what he does. Like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yes. Yeah, uh, anyway, back to mint is I think what the the somewhat of a curveball for for people were that. And again, this, this is they're about to be married in a few days. Uh, Valerie and Mason when we saw the announcement for Mason on Friday for Mint Dis, I think there was a lot of foregone conclusion. Like, oh, well, she's clearly signing with Mint, and it'll just be on a different day. No, they took my advice. Dual sponsorship, separate. Why doesn't everyone listen to you? I don't know. I've been saying you it for years. finished fifth at the memorial, for God's <laughs> sakes, in 2013. I've they been, should be listening to you. I've been saying it for years. Split up your sponsorships, couples. Bang for your buck. That's right. So H- Have that backup. Uh, anyway, yes, uh, Valerie, of course, with Discraft and uh, <laughs> Mason with Mint Dis. I think that's pretty much all of them that we saw since last week. I might be missing a few. Uh, Cece on the underground team, she she let me know that she was still going to be on the underground team for Discraft. So Cece Crusher, good to see you out there these last couple of years. Uh, I wish you the best of luck as well uh, here in 2023. So as she's renewed. So really the two big names and that we don't know where they're going yet uh, is obviously Simon Lazat. All the, oh, yeah. all, all the, the, the ideas is MVP and Paige shoe. She has not been announced. No, um, she there, had an announcement that go ahead. Uh, just that she has locked into a bag sponsorship. Yes. yes. Um, obviously not a dispatch, but I think, one would have expected maybe you see a disc sponsorship uh, maybe even prior to the bag. There were, she also announced that she's going to be with Squatch, yep. who Holland was referencing earlier. Correct. There were a lot of rumors that she was going to go to Discraft, and, uh, but she's... And Lone Star. And Lone Star, and I, I heard, you know, Clash at one point. DGA. Um So I'm really curious to see where Paige Shu ends up now with, uh, with, with her new sponsorship. I think she's kind of the last puzzle piece of the year if all the rumors about Simon are true and, and I'm, if it's uh, it, does she make, it seems like a lot of these teams have announced their elite teams. So maybe she's not on an elite team. Maybe she's on a, a, a 
tour team or whatever. I just say elite because it's the high level, but uh, maybe she's not one of the top tier teams. Maybe she's a second tier team for the first year coming back off of travel or whatnot. I- I'm I'm really interested to see where she goes. Yeah. And as Tommy or no, I'm sorry, hype man says that on the board uh, infinite. Uh, th- yeah, there's just a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I-, I know that we're we've seen a, a very. Uh, I'll call it aggressive. I feel like a very aggressive approach by the the joined team of Infinite and Thought Space mm-hmm. in who that they've picked up. Obviously, being Thomas Gilbert, uh, it, you know, being one of the earlier announcements that we saw they, this year. They still have Eric Oakley. They still have uh, Dave Felberg. Yeah, and now they and, and now Maria with the, Oliva. the combined, they have Maria Oliva. They have the combined. Um, in uh, in James Proctor, so yeah, we'll we'll see how things continue to shake out. Uh, and real quick to put a bow on the idea, uh, I saw some post. In fact, I th- I think just before coming over here, that uh, Paige and Alyssa are have landed in Thailand. They are safely uh, have touch ground over there. They're doing a tourist. Uh, uh, adventure, so to speak, where they've lined up, uh, aligned with other disc golfers. And so they had done some of their photo shoots in Florida and then, uh, they took off. They've already, uh, landed and, and, uh, consumed some food in Thailand, uh, which she said is her most, one of her most exciting meals and, uh, places to eat. So, uh, we wish them safe travels and, uh, speaking of Thailand also in a few weeks when, uh, I venture over there. Uh, Philo Brathwaite is apparently going to be going back. So every time I've been to Thailand, I've seen Philo there and uh, looking forward to him being yet another one that's been there. Shasta Chris continues to tour around uh, various parts of Thailand. <laughs> I know uh, Scott Stokely and his significant other have been in Cambodia, I think, and Singapore, and they're traveling all around. So some of our players really taking advantage of uh, going out and taking in some of these uh, other countries during our off season, which is absolutely awesome. All right, Johnny, we ready to close out the regular show here? Is that what I'm thinking? Okay, Terry, if that's what you're thinking. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Uh, We'll have other things. There's a ton of other probably legitimate disc golf news and details to talk about, but we'll do that uh, in the after show tonight, and we'll see where that goes. So we, of course, have to thank James Conrad, along with Holland Hanley, Anthony Barella, all of them, and uh, one of our main coordinators in all of that, Big shout out to Hannah Macbeth, along with the Discraft crew uh, that graciously gave up some of their time here on Tuesday night to join us to step inside the Smashbox. Uh, looking forward to an incredible 2023 season. All these teams gearing up, head-to-head battle. Should be awesome. For Johnny V, I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. That's been Podcast 437. We're going to take a quick commercial break, then we'll be back for your after show. We'll see you then when you step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. 
Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.